That's it. It's like a fat baby's body. Oh, my tickle, tickle, tickle. This is From the Ground Up, the story of me starting my reptile business. All right, 38 of From the Ground Up, Ice Cube Returns. Yay, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why social zero viewers. See? It's all right. She can hear us. Say, hey, Ice Oh, I Cube. wasn't... I guess she couldn't see you. I thought she was talking about you, but I guess the video isn't on when she said, all hail the orangutan. No, I thought that was just... I thought she was talking about his orange shirt. Damn, it's red, but okay. It looks orange. I think Joe's colorblind. Thing. It does, doesn't it? Halloween, I'm all orange and black on the thing. Hell yeah. What the fuck are we? Did you guys drop She said she wants us to uh, sit in each other's laps or some shit. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm married to a guy named Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, Evan, what has changed since you've been here? <clears throat> Man, not a lot. Uh, I've been working with uh, dart frogs. I picked up uh, two Azurus at NARBC and from Josh's Frogs. Highly recommend. And then I traded a uh, Bioc, one of my little Biocs, for a ten lot of Azuras. So I'm look, oh, I've got twelve Azuras right now. And for all those uh, dark frogs, it's the it's the blue and black painted dark frog, and they are oh man, they're awesome. so much personality. And at first they were real kind of cautious, I guess, of me, but now it's I have them on a feeding schedule with their vitamins and fruit flies, all that kind of shit. And so every time they see me and I open the top, I mean they line up. And it's like feed me, feed me, dude. They're great. Dart frogs, like. Do awesome. they do they call during the night? Uh, no, they're what? still they're too young. What is that? Like the, like the, you ever heard a frog it's, it's ribbit? A, yeah, it's it's a it's well, a sexual, ribbit? it's a sexual maturity. Well, they're thing. not doing it just for fun or anything. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was a reason they ribbit. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to get that ass. Okay. <laughs> um. Wait. Why do frogs need vitamins? It's for the uh. I guess it's like calcium I give them, and there's a what's it called? Uh, the the calcium D3. The uh, there's something called Super Pig, that on certain colored frogs, your oranges, reds, and yellows. They told me, it brightens them up. I mean, it's also, I know it's that a they have vitamin. that stuff for like fish. If you feed a fr- I, I think it's fish, the same kind of thing. stuff. It's the same kind of stuff, and it just makes those colors pop. So I got it thinking, oh, it's gonna make these blues better, but it doesn't work on the blues. <laughs> <laughs> but. Obviously, reptiles, amphibians, but is there vitamins you can give snakes? That's a whole different thing. I mean, I don't think you need to. Some people back in the day used to, especially for corn snakes, do like give them calcium when the females are getting ready to lay eggs and stuff like that to calcify the eggs because they think, hey, I got a slug egg or an egg that didn't completely calcify, which calcified just means basically the development on the outside of the egg. So they're like, if that didn't happen, maybe if I give it some calcium on the mouse or whatever, it's yeah. And there was a post a not too long ago, and they were talking about giving snakes vitamins like that, like dusting the mice or actually injecting the mouse, the feeder. So I mean, it's crazy stuff. You can do it. I mean, obviously, you don't need to. At least with all the species that we work with that are readily bred. But I believe that was on. I want to say it was on a green tree post. You guys are always doing weird shit. That's why. <laughs> They're like, how do we make these things survive better? 
for the I mean at the end of the day really what it is is not going to those extremes just fucking but yeah don't it's bake it's, it. it's a lot different working with amphibians you know once again I'm feeding every other day so are those like kept like kind of room temperature or? room temps I have no heat on them I'm running them about anywhere between 74 and about 76 and that's it I'd mist them spray them keep it real moist feed them their fruit flies and did you end up planting that is that aquarium planted the one that you uh, had in there? which one the big one the one i don't you have two tanks with them now? i had i had the 55 gallon that i built it's got the foam background all that that's planted and i still want to add more plants like i don't want you to be able to see shit. yeah and then i, I mean do they grow and take over the tank oh the plants time? yeah but you just you just keep trimming them i yeah. mean you just trim them out to however you want them and it's so much fun I are you, are so you going to try to like do the bromeliad thing and have them lay eggs on there? I've and... got bromeliad. I've got, I want to say about six, seven bromeliads. Remember all them plants I was getting at NARBC? I don't know what yeah. the difference. Dude, everybody was laughing plants. at me. <laughs> everybody was laughing at me because every time I'd walk off and I'd come back, I had more plants. And I've got a whole bunch of bromeliads in there and they hide in them. And, you know, they're, they're months away from any kind of breeding or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean. Daniel's like, I have this spiny tail iguana. You're like, I have some plants. I'm like, who gives a fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? I love my plants. So are you like, do they just kind of breed on their own? Uh, My understanding with uh, the Azurus is that they have a tendency, your females fight and will kill each other, which is weird because normally most snakes and stuff, it's always the males. But the females, once they're sexually mature, they fight. And right. they will kill each other, so I have to separate and stuff like that. But I'm nowhere near that point right now. Right now, it's just growing them up and keeping them. And it's probably about six, seven months I'll know what I'm dealing with as far as sex. Is that why you have two tanks? or? Uh, yeah, I just figured 12 of them. I mean, they're little. They're probably about you know dime size. And I, I figured putting all those in one tank is just kind of overkill. And so I've got uh, – how many are in there? I think I have five. My five biggest ones are in my 55-gallon. And then the other day, like probably three days ago, I just threw a little 10-gallon together. I mm-hmm. went to Lowe's and got glass cut for the top instead of using the screen top. And I just, you know, put a drainage layer, put my stuff down, put a – I had some ABG mix from – I think I got that from Josh's. Put that in and put a couple of pothos in there and some uh, cork bark. And that's it. And put the rest of them in there, and they're getting fat little bastards. You got to put, like, UVB and stuff on there, UV light for the, the plants? It, it works better. You know, yeah. right now I've got, like, um, what's those bulbs? Like the energy bulbs, you know what I'm saying, the little spiral lights? Yeah. And some of them are, like, actual Zoomed lights, but I want to get those LED plant lights and stuff. Oh, my gosh. just makes your plants explode. Your frogs look better. I can't wait. But you can have those plants in there living without Oh, it. yeah. The plants are growing. I mean, right now they're growing like like I sprinkled crack on them. <laughs> but, I mean, they're growing. They're, they're growing. They're just – I'm getting all kinds of new growth. There's a lot of moss growing that I didn't even know was in there, and little plants are popping up, and so it's fun, man. Yeah. What are you planning to do as far as expanding into dart frogs more or doing chondros? Oh, or? come on. It's always going to be chondros. The yeah. dart frogs – my wife really likes frogs and I've never been like a super frog person. I like the natural setups. So it's fun to do them. 
and then you're just kind of automatically drawn to stuff that can live in a mini jungle. Eyelash vipers. Yes. That's, you're like thinking about no. cohabs. And I've, like I've the already one been that everyone told, does. oh man, she's just like, no hots. You know, I can't have any more yeah. hots. They're like, uh, not hot. They're like warm. Yeah. They're warm. That's it. They're warm enough to send you to the ER, <laughs> <laughs> but she's, she's not trying to hear it. And so I, I, she loves the frogs and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I like it. And as long as I've got the okay, you know, I'm going to keep building and putting frogs in Does tanks. your daughter like looking at the frogs? She's, they, they, she doesn't really see them as much, I guess, because they're so little. She'll see them, but she doesn't really pay them attention. You know, she's Whatever. more, she loves the snakes, man. She's in there yeah. s- s- pointing at them and pl- she's, she loves the snakes. Yes. Okay, two things. Mark is on Instagram. He said, what's up, Evan? And he said, note to self, if I want my plants to grow, sprinkle them with crack. There you go. <laughs> I thought they would just get skinnier and stay up at night or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, oh, shoot, the touch screen's off. I got to fix that. Lilypad said, nope, not that one. She said, bruh. Why are we taught in school that we can't touch poison dart frogs? I've seen people handle them just fine. <laughs> Okay, uh, the thing with poison dart frogs, when they're when they're captive bred, they they don't eat the same things that they eat in the wild. In the wild, they're eating these like little ants that gives them their toxins. So once you have them in captivity, they they're not eating that. They're eating fruit flies, stuff like that. So they don't have those toxins. Now, what I've just recently learned is I thought once they're always toxic, the frogs, then they're always toxic. But I found out. They detox. Yeah, they detox. If you bring them in from the wild and they're they're you keep them for a while, a couple months or so, and you get them on a diet that you feed them the fruit flies, the springtails, they lose that toxicity. Which I I still wouldn't touch them. You know, to me, I'm scared. Like, what if they don't? Either way, it's it's a dart frog. They're not very good if you want to handle them. You know, yeah, it's and everybody knows me with my chondros. I don't handle them. You know, I I don't like to handle things like that that are that. I don't want to say sensitive, but they're just not that type of snake. And dart frogs are just right in line with that. Like, why handle them? Yeah. I mean, for what? To take a picture, he jumps out of your hand and breaks something? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I Plus mean, the oils on your I've skin. Seen, oh. I've seen people handle dart frogs in the wild that they just let them go across their hand and stuff. I mean, you can take your chances there, but. Some of that shit will kill you. Just touching yeah. it will kill you. I'm good on that. Okay. I like breathing. Jumping topics. <laughs> I don't know if you want to answer this now or save it for later, but someone said, why aren't there many milk snake morphs? Oh, I mean, there are, but not many people care. I mean, there are and there aren't. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so as far as dart frogs go, like, do you want to get other things other than Azurius? Oh, yeah. I'm, I want the uh, the leucamellas, the, uh, the bumblebees, the black and yellows. Uh, my wife really Dude, likes the. Uh, I like those those mint the goldens that are the oh, mid phase the terrib- of them. The, I think it's terribles ter- ter- or, or terribles. Dude, Neither of us speak big. Latin very they're, well. They're big and they're bold. Like they just don't give a shit about people. Like they come out. And I they're heard just they're really loud too. I've, I've never seen them in person, so I'm not sure. I know uh, Zach Baez just picked up a group of them, but he's got the he's got the yellows. They're golden, whatever they are. They're not the mints, but. There's I think cool I think those are the same thing. I think there's two different color two different phases. color phases. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, there's some cool frogs, it's, but uh, it's cool because with those ones, you can keep them in the same enclosure because they are the same thing, just different color phases. So it doesn't matter if they interbreed. Mm, um, and the I'm other not going to say that. <laughs> well, hey, these dart frog people are nuts. If any of y'all have been in any of the dart frog groups, do not ask them about hybridizing the frogs because they will fucking execute Can I put my bumblebees you. with my Azurias? Dude, they executed me. This was like maybe two years ago. I, I didn't have any frogs. I was just curious, asking questions. <laughs> and I asked, what would it look like if I bred? A.K.A. what you do to the, all the new people oh on Green Tree. <laughs> well, no, this was, I mean, this was, this was like a, like a, just a legit question. <laughs> like if I keep these frogs together and they breed, what would the babies look like? Right. That's all I asked. Dude, you might as well pulled over a rope and hung me from a tree. Like, <laughs> they were so irate. And I was like, like I was just kind of asking a question about breeding. I didn't say I was going to do it. I just wondered, had anybody done it? And they look so, like, <laughs> dude, don't do it. <laughs> if like, you're interested even, in dart frogs, do not go in those groups asking them about hybridizing shit because you'll be excommunicated. They will. No. Even the other day in the carpet, one of the carpet python groups, someone said, I'm thinking about breeding my red lie to my ij or whatever and freaking out and i mean <coughs> yeah i mean whatever but i mean that's gonna happen in every subset of the of the hobby with the hybrid it does thing. but even even with the hybrid thing in snakes i see a lot of people that are oh it's cool you know the carpondros are cool things like that some people like it some people don't but it's like 99.99999 percent of dart frog people <laughs> are highly against hybridizing these frogs don't yeah. do it and, you know, I just, I like locality stuff anyway. Like with my green trees, I do like the designers. I will own designers, especially some blue line. But I love the locality and keeping it, you know, Aru to Aru, Cyclops to Cyclops. I, I think they produce badass animals. I don't, with anything, I, w I wouldn't mix it up like, what is it, a, a jungle and a, is it a king snake? Uh, a, a king snake and a corn snake. Yeah, the jungle. Corn. Yeah, not a, not a jungle. I was like, shit, man. No, that's crazy. That's happening. But uh, interfamily breeding. Just, I I don't see a huge market for that one, and then two, I just don't see why. Yeah. I mean, to me, what's what's really the point? Now, I, I there's a market on some hybrids. I believe there's a strong market on carpondros. Yeah. There's not really a strong market on carpet ball python crosses you know like who the fuck wants that but everyone's still gonna ask you about it and then they're gonna get torn apart and then but yeah i just don't do it <laughs> when it comes to them damn frogs don't do it or do it and just after the damage is done you can sell yeah. your babies to the or if you just feel like who... trolling a group you know breed them and go yeah. in there and post a bunch of pictures of your hybrids and watch them lose their shit You'll probably be blocked and kicked out of the group in about two and a half minutes. I but. saw that like Woma ball python was pretty good. The wall was pretty, it was fucking cool looking, what? but Woma python and a ball python. But I mean, some of them are cool looking, but to me, when you're taking a, a snake from Africa that lives down in a hole and then you're breeding it to a carpet python from Australia that doesn't live in a hole, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of fucking with evolution a little bit because now this snake is probably confused on which bathroom to use you know what i mean like where where does it go from here like naturally instinctively ball pythons hide carpet pythons are kind of out and about mm -hmm. so now what does that do to that snake on the inside i mean that's i'm just asking i really don't i don't, I don't know, know any of the behaviors the of that up. i don't know any of anyone who's kept multiple generations of any of those hybrids or if i mean i know sterile. most of them can't can't breed yeah, from what uh, I understand, at least outside so. of the genus. But 
don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just obviously if there was a good market or any of the hybrids that exist, if there was like if there is a good market, they're still out there. Like Carpondros, you know people who have those. I mean, you have, you don't know anyone who keeps angry balls and walls and bad eaters and all that shit. You know. I mean, just. There's so many different things to do with a retic. Why would you need to cross it with something and, else? And one or... of the things you don't always have to breed everything. Yeah, I think we got in this, we got in this mode where for a long time, especially like the early, probably the early '90s, everybody was just keepers. And then all of a sudden, it it just exploded to where we all wanted to be breeders. Everything you bought, you got to buy in pairs or or trios and try to breed it. Sometimes it's fun to just keep. Like you don't have. I to have trios everything. of males. I've re- done <laughs> really <birds>. good at <laughs> at picking up pairs. Right. I have <laughs> I have trio of males and a pair of males. Maybe they're just confused. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. No, no. I can't. No amount of Jesus will change them <laughs> over. I don't know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, back in the day, On the I, didn't, next I episode, didn't even know that I didn't even transgender know that carpet like, snake breeders were a thing when I was a kid and first started keeping snakes. I was like, I just got snakes, but I didn't really realize people bred them for money. I know I paid money for them, but I didn't know like. Yeah, it always felt like everything was just caught out of the wild. You know, it just yeah, felt like I mean, it was put on the table. And that's, <laughs> that's what you thought. And now it's like, it's just, it's almost, there's no keepers anymore. Everybody just breeds, breeds. And then you've got. The people that breed because for the passion of breeding, it's fun to produce a new animal. You know, it's fun to, to watch this thing go from the actual hookup to being dropped into an egg to being to hatching. That is so much fun. That is so badass. Then you got people that are just like dollar signs, dollar signs, dollar signs. Yeah. You know, I don't, I will never breed for money. I just, I, I think it's good if I have some snakes that I can sell. And you have money and that in money mind. You're just not goes stupid. right back into the other snakes. Yeah. That's all it does. It goes back into new caging, that feed bill, you know, buying tubs, racks, caging, water bowls. It just goes back into that shit. You know, you're not going to get rich. There's, there's a couple of folks that do this, you know, as a job full time. But to me, the rest of us, you know, don't don't do that. It's a hobby and it's just fun. And when you see guys come in here and it's like, I'm going to just come in and do this and breed this so I can get rich and make all this money. You're not going to last very long. And, you know, that happened recently yeah. on one of the green tree groups. There was a guy that came in and was just like, I'm a breed and I'm a wholesale and I'm going to flip these things. And we're all like, yo, like the, the, the Contro community already is pretty small. It's really tight knit. It's good at getting good <laughs> shitty yeah. people out. Too. Very good. And then it's like all of a <laughs> Once sudden you, you come have in, that mark on you, you're fucked. Oh yeah. Your reputation means everything. Yeah. And I mean, it should be like that in all aspects of anything you do, but with green trees and a lot of these other snakes, your reputation is everything. And when you come in and you, you haven't even bred anything and your first thing is I'm going to flip these or I'm going to do this and look at these little balls of money and stuff like that, you're out of there, bro. Like Even some of those snakes, even if they do get old enough and they breed and these green tree guys want to know lineage on shit, they're like, if that if that thing isn't from like Bushmaster or somewhere where you can tell for sure where it's coming from, they'll tell you to fuck and, off. And, also, and it's like that reputation, man, you can 
you can buy imports all day long. There's a couple guys that deal, they don't deal specifically with imports. They also, Captain Brad, look at, you know, Harlan Wall, mm -hmm. Ryan Burke. They, they deal with imports as well as breeding their own stuff. Yeah. But they're trusted because they their reputation, you know, and they worked on their name. They worked on their product. They take care of these animals. They take them to the vet. They do everything they're supposed to do. They display them with purchase. Exactly. And so <laughs> you, you, fucking... you, you, you have faith in going to these people who will do right by you. This isn't, you know, I'm not going to call out any folks from the shows and stuff, but a lot of these groups, any that come letters in there, with three, you know, <laughs> three letters. <laughs> a lot of these guys that come in there and post these snakes, these snakes are pretty much, I don't want to say out of the wild, but damn near. And they just put them in a container and sell them. Yeah. You, you spend, let's say you spend $300 on this cool green tree. You just picked up at the show. You've done very little research. That $300 snake probably just turned into a $500 snake. By the time you take it to the vet, get rid of all the parasites it probably has internally and externally. And you know, then you hope it lives. Although, I mean, yeah, they sell a snake without any knowledge given to the person who's buying it. And then that snake dies. So it's not even that keeper's not even going to stay in green trees anyway, cause they're going to have a bad experience. So it's like the people who have lasted in the green tree space have been mostly people who went knowledge first and then bought from these sources. That and I like that. You're talking and, about. And I don't like the fact that some of these snakes die, but I do like the fact that it is a little harder for people to keep because it chases out the wrong ones. It's like, yeah. Oh, this snake died. I don't want to deal with this again. This snake is hard to take care of. They're really not. They're pretty bulletproof and easy. I mean, to me, they're easy, but again, I ask a lot of questions. I took time to know people, you know, Bill, Bill Stiegel is, the main reason why I do what I do when it comes to my green trees, because just being at his house, talking to him all the time and everything, it just, it turned it. I mean, they just do it for me and he produces some, just some of the best, you know, and there's some of the best people I've ever met were, you know, snake people, green tree people, things like that. And I don't know, man, I just, I, I like it that it's hard for some people because it, like I said, it weeds out the idiots yeah. and the people that really don't want to do this for the passion because they're not that easy. I mean, they're easy, but they're not. You know what I mean? They're, they're, once you know what you're doing, they're pretty fucking bulletproof. It's like a, it's a catch 22. Like, I like how corn snakes, I'm able to sell them to pretty much anyone. But at the same time, you still have people in it who are the, the very anthrop, anthropomorphizing your snake type of people and very pet oriented and very handling. I don't even know what that oriented. word means. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> you putting, just hit me with a big word. I was like, yeah, putting, yeah, putting human qualities on your snake. So it's like okay, yeah. saying like my snake's going to be unhappy if I don't play with it. And shit my like snake that. loves cuddles. He and loves kisses chin rubs and, and putting he hats sleeps on with me. So you get that. Cause it is a, a pet market, which I mean, I'm fine with, but it gets kind of annoying because you know, it's a snake at the end of the day. But you definitely don't see that in green trees. Okay, this is going to be a quick thing because I know people who are downloading won't be able to see. But Lilypad, Evan, or she wants you to look at your Instagram messages because she sent some you something related to the podcast for right now. Do you have your phone on you? Right she said pull it up right now. I, oh, oh, God. Hey, am I about to see some titties? <laughs> 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 she's like, she's she's like, no, no, she's no. Yeah, no. your wife is about to be, who the fuck is this <laughs> lily pad girl? Hold on. <laughs> uh, someone on Instagram said, although I'm not much into snakes, your conversation is extremely interesting. The snake community pre seems pretty similar to the gecko community. Yeah, I think it's kind of like uh, 
all the reptiles in general, maybe it's all small niche, like animal breeding type groups. You know, they're just different things that people are into and like different yeses and nos and things not to do and things people agree with, things people disagree with. And um, I think in any small community, there's going to be ups and downs with that. And people hate that about the reptile community, about like, I don't know, they're like, everyone's such an asshole and everyone's ready to burn everyone at the stake, which is true. Like, I wish it was a little bit more... It's not very warm if you're a new person coming in with a green tree and you put up a shitty setup. Everyone fucking murders Yo. you. What did, what did she say? Yo. <laughs> Yo. Lily Pan's got funny. some skills. Oh, whoa. That's funny. <laughs> oh, That's funny. <laughs> And those are pretty good pictures, like, next to each other. And, like, she definitely just did that right on the spot. I got the black hat and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we need to save that that picture. I'll make it the cover to the, the, the downloadable <laughs> podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> but Lily Pad's so surprising. Like, the other, like, the... The the question last week, just good questions for, like, Travis Wyman anyway. But, like, she wrote, like, well, explain a little bit about snakes and how they have vestigial legs. And it's like, I had no idea what what vestigial legs were until... You know me. I'm going to be like, yeah. What vestigial mean? And then then Dr. Travis Wyman was like, you know what those are. Those are spurs. And I'm like, oh, you got to talk like a fucking idiot to me. No, like, you got to... Sorry, I feel like a third grader Stupid hobby terms. Wait, no, I think like well, you wear with a horse, like yeah. the the things you put on your shoes. Yeah, but like if you're into like ball pythons, <laughs> you know that you have spurs, <laughs> like horseshoes. Cowboy boots. <laughs> okay, wait, but you read an article, or you said Doctor. Tra- you, I like how you use his full name. By the way, it makes him sound even more important. You only call him Doctor Travis Weinman. Like everyone else, Ice Cube, Evan, he's. Dr. Travis Weinman. <laughs> Every time you say it, you say his full name. Well, if Evan gets a doctorate, I'll call <laughs> <laughs> That's too much school Dr. for me. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Dr. Oh, Dr. Pepper. that's good. <laughs> there you um, go. But you told me he shared an article, and I think it'd be interesting in relation to our what you just talked about. Uh, now that you're saying that, I kind of... Oh, so the um, vestigial legs. Apparently, there's a gene which some smart-ass geneticist called Sonic the Hedgehog gene. But it's basically a gene that turns off and on the whatever spurs, like, uh, that's a bad word to use in this context, but whatever makes them grow legs. So lizards, this gene is present, and they grow legs. In, like, ball pythons that have small spurs, the gene flickers, and it's on for a second. They grow little legs, which are the spurs, and then turns off, and then the gene's gone. And then... In development of some other snakes where they don't have any spurs, the gene is never present. It's never turned on. So this Sonic the Hedgehog gene is the exact gene that allows them to grow legs or not, basically. It's the grow legs gene. So they all have it, but it just doesn't get turned on inside? Right. I I would hate to say that I know exactly how it fucking worked because I would probably be stupid. So Yeah, see, Lily Pad, that's my question. What about the legless lizard? Well, I guess they don't have the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog then, guys. Them bastards are fast, though. You ever seen them? They move pretty quick. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. They have eyelids. They have that gene. 
the eyelid gene. I don't, I don't know. So well, you don't know what turns it on? so it's because it's it's a thing where people say like, what happened in evolution? Did they evolve to not have legs? How did that happen? What's mm-hmm. things that happen? So they say that this gene turned off and this is why they don't have legs. So I don't know about a legless lizard. I don't know how any of that happened. Or did they fall in I can't connect those dots <laughs> really at all. I just read an article. That's pretty much it. Legs. Ducking legs. Also, why are legless lizards an ugly ass version of snakes? Because <laughs> they still got that lizard face and eyelids without being a snake. It's still it's a lizard. Right. They got the tongue like a Gila monster and everything. They're pretty cool. I seen one at NRBC for the first time, and I mean, it's it's like a lizard with a head and a tail. <laughs> I mean, that's all there is. I just to feel it. like it's like it's a snake that like can't hold on good. So I feel like it's just about to fucking bite me. I don't know, because I feel like it would just freak out and be like, and just, I, I don't trust them. Uh, I'm not a lizard person. No, no. It just really ups your game to how much you have to fucking work out and feed and clean. Yeah, lizards, and then you're feeding every day, you know, every other day, whatever. Snakes are like once a week, you know, yeah. sometimes once every two to three weeks. That's great. Is it Low is it shitty with the, are the dart frogs easy as far as those like fly cultures? Uh, yeah, I actually got the stuff ordered and I've been making my own cultures. Uh, well, I made a culture. Um, and you should make them like, I think your cultures, depending on how many frogs you have, should last like up to two weeks. And so probably within that first week, I'll start that other culture. And then by the time I'm done with that, in two weeks, that other one's been started. So do you stem it off of your existing culture? Yeah, I just take them and dump them in. So how long can you keep on going Um, down the line? Just keep going. Really? Yeah, as long as you have the food form and the the stuff that goes in there, the uh, ex- that excess excelsior, yeah, excelsior, whatever it's called. As long as that's in there and they can crawl around and you have their their food media, oh, they just keep growing. Really? So yeah, I mean, you're essentially just breeding fruit flies. Yeah, I'm a, until I'm, I'm, I've as long as you have a, the media and shit. Right, I've become a fruit fly breeder. <laughs> you know, <laughs> really, it's the only thing I'm breeding right now. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking fruit flies. Yeah, but I mean, so it doesn't seem that hard. And then oh, no, not at all. Just, it's just, it's really keeping your, your plants healthy and keeping your tanks, you know, moist, wet, whatever. That's the thing with me. Like, I don't know if you're growing up plants even more so than you're growing up the animals. In yeah, the frogs pretty much take care much. of themselves. It's just, you know, you're dusting your flies and that's pretty much it. And, you know, I put them on a pretty easy schedule. I feed them every other day. Uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and then they don't eat during the weekends, and then Monday kicks in, and they're back on their flight. How do you know how much to put in there? Uh, from what I've read, I don't, I don't remember what it said. I just dump a bunch. Of <laughs> like I, I mean, fucking know. I don't. I don't. It's a fifty-five gallon tank, and they crawl, so I don't want to put too little to where they can hide in the tank. Yeah. So I put a fair amount in there, and they're all disappearing, and my frogs are pretty fucking fat. So I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Just keep doing what you're doing, frogs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even know anything about. I probably, I honestly, I probably drop anywhere from fifty to a hundred in that fifty-five, and I probably drop about fifty or so in the little ten-gallon every two days. Uh, yeah, every two days. Because you're thinking, I mean, these little—they're like real tiny. Do they get around your house? Yeah, they they don't fly though. I mean, if they if they crossbreed, I guess with fruit flies that are in the house or can be in the house, 
they can start to fly. But generally what I've done is if they get out where either I'm in the kitchen doing it or I do it in the living room on the, on the table. If I do it on the table or in the kitchen, regardless, I take a little Petri dish and I put like a little slice of apple or something on there and just sit on the table and they just go to it and I just take it and dump it outside. You know, once they're in the house, I'm not going to feed those to my frogs because cleaning stuff and chemicals and all yeah. that shit, you know, no. So I just dump them. But I don't lose too many, you know. It's probably 10 or so get out at a time. I mean, as long as they don't fly, it's not yeah. very hard to keep track of them. But they, they suck, man, because sometimes you'll get one on you and then all of a sudden you just start itching. It's one of the things when you start itching, you can't stop itching. Then it just feels like something's constantly crawling on you. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I mean, I never really wanted... That would be like the one animal I would get that eats insects. I, I, fruit flies are the only thing I would be able to be all right with. I don't want to do I crickets mean, of course and they mealworms. eat the springtails. They can eat. Once they get some size, you can give them pinhead crickets, things like that. Um, but the, the fruit flies and the springtails, and some of them even eat the isopods that you put in your tank to clean your tank. Mm-hmm. And But generally, they pretty much leave them alone because uh, they have a tendency. They don't really like things that are bigger for them to eat like if it's bigger than a certain size fruit fly they're just like leave me the hell alone you know so it's pretty it's they're interesting man they're so cool and so much personality now granted there are some like a lot of your thumbnails those little tiny ones they're, they're gonna hide more you won't see them as much unless you really trim your tank up to where you can see them but you know some of these frogs are just so bold like they don't care and mine at you know during the day you might see a couple of them hop around when it comes to feed time, because I generally feed them about the same time every time around noon, they they know. And they start yeah. lining up. You see them all lined up around the little Petri dish and stuff and sitting on logs looking at me like, you fixing to feed me? So they're, they're cool, man. Y'all, y'all have to come over and check them out. Because I've got my GoPro, and I want to do like a little video of them. And, you know, I don't know how to work the GoPro or how to yeah. edit all that stuff. But I can't wait to do that because they're just so, they're so pretty and they're so fun and they're just – I, I like them, you know, and I tell people, I, I hope people get into them, you know, just, just read about them. Just like with anything else, just do a little research. They're not hard to take care of. They're, they're more, they're one of the more simple animals in my opinion to take care of. And then you don't have to handle them. It's like well, a fish I mean, tank. Once you, once you set them up, you're good. Oh yeah. And, and building the tank, man, that's the fun part. I mean, you get in there and start, if you do the fake background with the spray foam and stuff, oh, that shit is so much fun. Did you like get like a starter kit from Josh's frogs or what'd you use to start? Uh, no, I just had a tank. Uh, my buddy Jeff brought me some tanks and I had a, a 55 gallon tank and I'd looked online about making my own background and you go get the, the spray foam, the, uh, oh, what great that? stuff, great stuff. Yeah. And just, I sprayed that stuff. And then I, uh, it's called great stuff. Great stuff. Well, there's two of them. There's one now that that's a foam it's insulation. That, yeah. It's a spray. foam insulation that it dries and you can carve it. It's like styrofoam. And so you just carve it and do it however you want, make little ledges, and it's it's fun. Yeah. And then you you know silicone it all, and then you put your your uh, growing medium. Some I actually mixed some peat moss and some uh, it's a moss slurry mix that I got from Dart Frog Connection, and I just mix it together, and then you pack it on and keep it wet, and then your moss starts to grow on the walls. It's so much fun, man. <laughs> and I've I've posted videos uh, and pictures up on Instagram, you know, at Carpet Cartel. Check them out. I'm probably, when I get home, I'm probably going to take some more pictures and maybe upload a video or two, like really good at like the background 
And there's a couple builds I did where you can follow the step-by-step of the little 10 gallon I built. That's actually an auction item for Southern Carpet Fest 2018. So, and you start out with like those, you do filtration layers and that stuff, or did you? Yeah. I, uh, I think the very first time I ever had some frogs was like 2000. I didn't know shit. Like I just took some potting soil and some plants, put them in a big tank. That was it. And then put yeah. my frogs in there. And I had all kinds of frogs that do not belong together, just together. Like I didn't, I didn't know, you know, and at that time in 2000, there wasn't a Facebook or, you know, these kind of groups I can go to to ask a lot of questions. It was find a book and read. And I'd seen stuff on TV. So I'm like, okay, I can just get all these cool ass frogs. They'll sound neat at night. Putting together, like I had red eye tree frogs in with mantellas, with, you know, <laughs> an azurus, a painted frog. I, I just had random stuff together, yeah. which is a big no no. Because apparently a lot of these frogs are just like your snakes. Different frogs need different things. And I'm just like, it's a frog. They can all be together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't do that. And so. uh, <laughs> I didn't know anything about filtration, I didn't know anything about how your tank's supposed to be set up. I just put a bunch of potting soil in the tank, you know, and yeah. those frogs died after like two months, you know? So mm-hmm. I learned, you know, and then when I did it again, it was like way later in life, you know, here we are like 17 years later and I'm doing it again. You know, I got my gravel down, you know, you put your, your mesh down, all these different layers. And I, I, I should have put charcoal in. I, I should have got some uh, organic charcoal, crushed charcoal and put it in. I didn't do that. I'm probably gonna do that on my next build. But just doing all these different layers that helps the 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 environment that you're creating inside this tank, and it's just so fun to do, man. It's I can't even like tell you how much. And I actually posted in one of the Texas Dart Frog groups the other day about trying to find some people in the DFW area that just want to come over, hang out, you know, and build some tanks together, and just you know get in the living room and fuck around. I got a bunch of tanks, you know. We mm-hmm. just get in there and build some tanks and have some fun with it. And so waiting for somebody to hit me back. Um, someone asked a question on Instagram, but then they got off. I told them that YouTube has better sound, so I hope they move to YouTube. I'm not sure. But they asked you, are your dart frog terrariums bioactive? Yeah, the, bi- the bioactive is what they is the, the natural setup. So that's why I would do the, the drainage layer for the water runoff. Uh, if you did just potting soil, something like that, your, your soil gets wet. It will cause root rot. Your plants will die your whole tank will just crash. You have to have a drainage layer. And uh, so it's not like a, I'm trying to describe it. It's not like a setup where I could put like paper towel, soak it real good, and then put my frogs in there. It's nothing like that. It's an actual living, like I've got my springtails. I seeded it with springtails. I seeded it with ice pods and then live plants, everything. So it's, it's a growing tank. Cool. Um, then Lily Pad asked, uh, asked, that's not the word asked. I still can't say it right. Um, is it ever possible for the inside of a snake to get injured by the nails of rats? If they like swallow, like the, the, the uh, rats like, not it, that I know of. Could it like scratch? Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of like things going in backwards, but it's like, if it didn't kill it, yeah. You know, if it didn't kill it and swallowed it alive, uh, king snakes are good at not killing something and swallowing it anyway. And I could see that happening. You know, if you swallow something and it's really trying to get out of there and it's digging around, it but makes they're, sense. They're built for. Yeah, I mean, they are built for. Shit. Yeah, they're built. I mean, they're strong. So 
I don't know. No, I've seen, you know, things where like pythons try to swallow a gator and it bust open because it was too big. Yeah. But as far as like scratching, I have no idea. Yeah, I really don't know. But I mean, it seems like if anything happens, they regurge more often than, I don't know, die right. <laughs> from whatever. Or this doesn't hurt. work for me. <laughs> um, also, not a question, but they were talking about vivariums and everything in the chat. And uh, Valiant Faint is talking about bo- getting a boa and everything. And someone asked, like, would he build the, uh, the vivarium? And he said, in the UK, you can get a five-foot vivarium wood on all side for about $140. Is that cheaper than here? Because well, he was saying they're real cheap. We have, like, professional companies over here. There's not much of a market over in the UK in comparison to here. Here, you know, everything's PVC. Wood is going to, <laughs> like, bow, and it's going to absorb some of the moisture, and it's going to keep all the bacteria and shit in there. And I think, I think if you're trying to do, like, a bio setup – with something like a boa, to me, it's almost not worth it because you're gonna have to have a pretty big ass enclosure. Almost it's gonna it's gonna rip up yeah, those plants because any plants you put you in there, I mean, they're it. they're semi arboreal, so they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna put any plants and stuff in there. They're gonna tear it up. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna completely have to keep redoing your tank over and over and over. And to me, that's just it's not worth it. I mean, now if you have like a room, like a full twelve by twelve room, and you could put like a giant logs and trees and shit in there oh go for it because then you've got enough room that that snake won't do too much damage but uh just trying to do like a you little need a setup. Zoo setup yeah you know? Ooh, he's in germany he said wood terrariums are also cheap there but i feel like i, agree I mean with germany is a very popular place though to keep snakes but but, we'll but they don't have wood here, they right? don't have very commercialized companies and stuff like that the u.s is just so prone to People starting their own companies and being entrepreneurial. And, and I think I think when you say I think they're thinking like wooden cages. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be cheaper if I go to Home Depot. Yeah, I mean, I can build I can go one. build one for under a hundred dollars. But it's not. But I can have somebody who knows what they're doing and it look really nice. And I'd spend two three hundred dollars. I mean, do I want something that I can throw together? Now I feel like I can. I'm I'm good like that. You know, my dad is building a house from the ground up, like literally from the ground up by himself. And he's always done construction remodeling. So I kind of picked up a little stuff that I feel like if I want to build an enclosure for a snake, I'm good. I don't think Melissa could build a cage like that. <laughs> you know, just using her as an example. Uh, you know. Yeah, I don't have to say um, any names. It's just as I an example. I four years of stagecraft in high school. Thank you very much. I can build shit. Fucking nerd. Um, <laughs> I smell a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I think that just at this point, like, in order for me to buy the raw material of PVC that I'll need to make racks and cages, you can pretty much buy one cheaper than you can get the raw materials because you're not buying on a Which commercial it, level. It's funny because that's we were just talking about this the other day. Is I wanted to find a place that had the PVC sheets that I could build my own. I want to build a rack for my yearling green trees. And after looking at some of these prices for these for this PVC by the sheet. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to have somebody build it for me who does this all the time and will make exactly what I want for almost half of what it's going to cost me to build myself. Yeah. And because they buy it in bulk, you know, they, they buy enough of it that they're building a lot of caging. And so, they CNC, so know, there's yeah. not as much. I'm over here trying to build, like, one cage to where I need, like, four sheets. Each sheet is, like, 100 bucks. Like, mm, you know, yeah. $400, I can take it to him, and he can build me exactly what I need. Right. 
So, or you can order from Animal Plastics. I mean, that's going to be your cheapest. But and then at, the, at that I like point, BBC cages. At that point, you're going to run into the like, do you want to get it? How soon do you want to get it? There's some companies out there yeah. that will get you they your take shit a while. real quick. There's some that are real slow. So, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, you may be paying for speed as far as something like like Eric White at TGR Racks. Like, you can get your racks, you know, within a week or two. Same with Chris at Sea Serpents. Is this same thing happen that we yeah, said was going to happen? my butt's already <laughs> going to sleep. Like, man, I'm sitting here like, damn. But, like, it, you know, those smaller, those smaller companies, they're going to get your rack in, like, a week or so. And then... AP cages, but you also, I, I feel like you you get what you pay for. I've seen yeah. a lot of people where they they order it and the turnaround on them getting their cage from the time they ordered is like you said, like a week, week and a half, and they they put it together and it's already falling apart. It's you know real shitty work. You get what you pay for. You know some of these bigger names, they take so long because so many people are using them. There's so many orders that they have to place that they have to you know finish this product and get it shipped out. So I. Like I said, I don't mind waiting, and I'm pretty smart. If I know I need something, I'm gonna order it months ahead of, ahead time. of time. Not, you know, oh crap! I need. I just hatched out all these babies. I need a baby rack tomorrow. Can you make this for me? Knowing it's gonna be at my house in like three months. That's you know, stupid. So you got to be smart about it. But or you just go ambient. That's really where, where I'm going as far as with colubrids or even green trees. A lot of people like to go ambient and stuff like that, but. Just so I don't have to run heat tape and light stuff on fire. Did you say Ambien? Are you giving them sleeping ambient. pills? <laughs> There's a T at the end there. It's okay. just silent. I'm just checking. I just thought it was cool that we have someone on YouTube from Germany. That like right now we have someone in UK watching in Germany, and he was saying that Germany has a. Uh, is a place for one of the biggest snake keepers, actually. Um, there's not many more spread, but he said they keep all the extremely rare stuff. And they've imported a lot of rare, rarer species that are in trade right now. And I asked if there's a lot of, like, strict breeding or selling laws in Germany. And he said, no, there's only uh, strict laws for certain species. Why they have all that, the rare stuff in Germany is because... Um, a lot of the smugglers and stuff in Australia were of German descent or Swiss and stuff like that. And all basically all the things were smuggled through German zoos and different thing with bullshit paperwork from Germany. So um, the reason why they keep the rare stuffs and don't have more is because they smuggled a lot of Australian species. You ever try to smuggle a bearded like dragon that. in your underwear? <laughs> <laughs> they eat mealworms. <laughs> And, and they're pokey <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i mean they have one of the biggest you know shows in the world there but i mean uh the u.s is just yeah they also have houghton which i don't know if that's bigger or small. i think it's a little bit smaller but it's pretty big but i mean they have a pretty good um hobby over there but the u.s is just much further pretty much than any other country just because we all are money hungry and we have space in Europe, like they just don't space costs a lot more than it does here. As far as you know, a lot of the guys in the UK and shit, like they don't have the space to keep what we keep. They live in these little apartments and they don't keep all the extraneous bullshit that Americans would keep. Uh, yeah, I think we we kind of keep, especially in Texas. I mean, when, once you start looking at animal laws, Texas. 
really doesn't give a shit. Like you can own tigers, bears, lions. They they don't. Texas is crazy like that. Like people actually own this shit, and you know you shouldn't. I mean, again, that's especially something like that. You know, I'm not gonna tell people what they should and shouldn't keep, but I mean, common sense. Why why would you want a fucking lion? You know. I understand if you're like a cat rescue and that's your thing and you rescue these animals and you're able to house them and feed them consistently because they require a lot of food. But if you're that moron that's like, I got a bunch of money come in, I'm going to go get me a pet tiger. You're a fucking idiot because it's people like you that are why the rest of us can't have nice things. It's people like that. What was it? A couple months ago in Conroe out near Houston, there's a fucking tiger walking down the fucking highway. <laughs> on the shoulder just walking a tiger walking down the highway and it's like what the fuck like i mean seriously like <laughs> a tiger walking down the highway could you imagine sitting in your car leaving work and you're just sitting there listening to the radio and you look over and this big ass tiger is like <laughs> just i'm cruising definitely past for you, like, everyone keeping whatever they want to keep but within reason Within reason, and should probably have people like checking, especially if it's someone like a tiger that you have proper caging and oh, stuff you, like you that. You should, it's almost background checks. Like, I mean, same as a gun to me, you know. Yeah. I think everybody should be allowed to have guns within reason. I think everybody has a right to protect themselves, but some of these people should not own guns because they're fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, they don't, they don't take <laughs> care. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's same thing with these animals. You know, it's, it's the same exact thing. If, if you're mentally unfit to handle a gun, there's no way you should own a tiger because now you've not only endangered yourself, but the community, if that cat yeah, escapes, I think if yeah. you, you don't exactly, you don't guns, don't kill people. You know what I'm saying? People kill people. That tiger kills people. You know, it gets out. It's going to maul somebody. You know, I think if you want a tiger, you're mentally unstable. Um, the guy from Germany, he said that everyone there is very strict about keeping their reptiles as natural as possible. Every ball python should be kept in a six-foot terrarium if it would go by German rules. That's pretty cool. I mean, I guess they make the rules so that you can't commercialize them in a way. I guess the reason why we're able to commercialize the reptile business is because we keep them in tubs and all this bullshit. And in the wild, I mean, you, you can give them six feet in this big cage, but how much of that are they going to use? You know, if you actually do it like they do in the wild, you probably need a good two feet of dirt in there with a big hole in it. And then yeah. he's going to go down in that hole, curl up and you're not going to see him. Like that's what they do in the wild. So why would you give him six feet? I mean, to me, why would you give him six feet if he's not going to use it? I'm not against keeping snakes in tubs. I don't think all snakes belong in tubs. You know, I don't think retics go in tubs now display caging. You know, like the, the big cages, the JPM cages, stuff like that. I, I think those are okay. Those are good. But like an actual rack system, I don't think at a certain size, they don't need to be in those. Mm -hmm. But there's people, you know, that have had adult Burmese pythons and adult retics and monitors and all kinds of shit that does not belong in a rack system in a rack system. <coughs> Bar <check. coughs> but I'm just saying, you know. I <laughs> It really was, but I just threw that in. <laughs> but I mean, he he does that. You look at his videos, and he feels like there's nothing wrong with it. You know, whatever. Ah, uh, things survive. <laughs> it's alive, so it's good. You know. Uh, he said 
that they don't use in, no newspaper, no mealworms, like none of that stuff. And he said they're not actual rules, which I understand. It's just the community. Like the reptile community has made it this way. Um, the guy said he's more on the American side. Why not? Why not? What's what's wrong with the using the newspaper? Just out of curiosity, like not printed natural. newspaper. It just, it's not natural. It doesn't. It's not natural. I don't know. For whatever reason, we try to be as sterile as possible <laughs> with these animals that <laughs> that clearly aren't sterile to begin with. Like that, obviously live in the wild, and I do it probably more than other people. But I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why we tend to go sterile with all these animals, but. I think it's it's to us it just seems like it the cleaner we keep them the less they have a tendency to get, to get something. sick or something but yeah. then I I, I kind of feel like it's like with kids I'm all for my kid going outside getting muddy as shit and being exposed to certain types of bacteria and stuff like that because that'll keep them from getting sick they have to have some some exposure to certain bacteria mm-hmm. you can't keep you can't just constantly keep a kid clean because you're scared of bacteria because then they get sick a lot and easily. And I think it's the same thing with snakes, you know, to an extent. I'm not saying let them shit on the cage and you leave it like that for months. You know, not at all. But they got to have exposure to bacteria. I mean, I, I I feel like that. If it's okay for people, it should be okay for snakes. Yeah. I just like to think I have control over everything. So, I mean, for me, it's like if they get sick, though, I mean – I find that that's pretty much the end of it in captivity, at least from my perspective. I mean, there's just not much coming back from like an RI that we don't know what it is. I, and just I, I once think, I treat them, I feel like that snake is tainted and they get sick again and stuff like that. So I, I think it's if you have a good vet that knows what they're doing. But again, with yeah, snakes, it's a little not bit. Not many of those. Yeah, and with snakes, it's a little bit more difficult because with a dog or something, they get sick, you see it. With people, they get sick. You see it. A snake can hide that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you may not know. Your snake can have an RI for six months, and you don't even notice. You know, there's not a lot of wheezing. And then all of a sudden, when it does show these serious signs of RI, oh, it's too late. Like, he's so far gone into it. But it's not like, hey, you know, I'm sick. Take care of me. Unless you were just so completely in tune with that animal. But even then... We basically have one symptom for anything that could ever go wrong in a snake, and that's R.I. You know, that's like the wheezing or the bubbling from the mouth or, you know, other than that, I mean, there's scale rot that you can obviously see. But other than that, you're like, it's either an R.I. or nothing or mouth rot or scale rot or something. So it's like there's definitely other things that we just are stupid. We don't know about. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would keep. I mean, ball pythons, it's just hard to feed them when they're in things that are too big unless you put so many hiding spaces in there and everything. They're just real pain in the ass to get feeding. Also, just who has the space for all that? Oh, yeah, I mean, that's what they're talking about. we're like, just trying to be more, most efficient. For, imagine, you know, having 10 ball pythons. Like, what are you supposed to do with that? With all the, like, that's insane. But I wonder if over there, if they're ball python community or whatever is like it is here to where there's almost i don't want to say trash snakes but you have all these heads and stuff that nobody wants anymore and uses them for feeders because there's just so many Mm -hmm. and it seems like if you're keeping them so natural like that that people aren't overbreeding there's just not a huge 
surplus of these ball pythons. You know, I'm, that's what I wonder is if I'm it's, thinking there's not. Or he was saying it's like it's easier to just keep three rarer snakes than try to hold a bunch of ball pythons. He said there's not a lot of morphs, so maybe. I mean, he can definitely answer. And maybe they just don't give a fuck. It's just a different <laughs> um, just mentality different. kind of way that they keep. Right. Um, and I asked him if there are a lot of reptile shows, which I know we've talked about the, some of the two biggest ones, but he said not in his region. But the whole community basically meets at the biggest reptile expo. I don't even know how you say that. Terroristica. I've never heard of that one. I've heard of like ham and the one you said, but I've never heard of that one. And I think it's ham. Oh, it's ham. I yeah. always thought it was yeah, it's ham. American, so Hamburg, ham. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely thought ham. It was. Cause I we thought like pork. <laughs> ham, Germany. Yeah, maybe that is. Is that? Uh, the terroristica is that in ham? I don't know. Ask him. Yep, he said it is the one. Oh, okay. Is it ham or ham or I don't know. <laughs> Which one? Phonetically. Oh, so the RSPCA in England uploaded a video on how you should take care of a ball python, and they said it should be kept in a four-foot enclosure with a UVB light and at least eighty percent humidity. That's interesting. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I'm no ball python expert, but I mean, and I've heard the they, they. I've heard they. I don't know about the light, but I know I've heard that ball pythons require more humidity than what people think. They're like, oh, yeah. it's African, so it must just be really hot and really dry. And so you'll see a tank set up, and a lot of these people that sell them to like nobodies. That's what, how they sell them. You know, you pitch it with, put it. Well, some people just don't bedding, give a shit. That's put all. a heat lamp on it. And it just needs like a hide spot and some water. And it's like, no, your snake's probably not going to do too well. Like oh, a, well, they don't understand microclimate is just as important as the climate they're in, or more so because, good crack in my voice, but because in a termite mound, you're going to have such high humidity underground <laughs> yep. and stuff like that. It has nothing Again, to do with the outside climate. Drink that. Yeah, you got to drink That's the a party foul. off the top. Come on, man. Jesus Look, Christ. She opens a She's cut off. It, fucking foams and she just lets it go on the ground like a fucking freshman i don't know man but um <laughs> i just think that there's you got to pay attention also to the microclimate that things are in so i mean just because it's in a certain climate doesn't mean that where it lives as far as a, a green tree python you know what they're going to experience in a tree is much different than the animals in the same place are going to experience in the leaf litter and stuff like that. I mean, it's just going to be a different experience for whatever reason. I mean, I guess green trees are always in the shade. That's why they don't, you know, if they get over 83 degrees, you know, they may have problems. Maybe it's because, you know, they're always in cooler, darker spots in comparison to something that may sun See, somebody, out. Somebody said something about that one the other day, and they were talking about them. And they said, when you think about it, green trees are technically they're up in the canopy so they're getting more light and more sunlight than what i guess people really think because they're they're up in the the top part you know what i'm saying the leaves or middle part however you want to look at it they're not like up at the very top out you know where it's just complete sunlight but they're not at the bottom either where it's just so dark they're they're in that middle area where they're still catching sunlight and they're still you know what i mean they're still getting that that uvb light or uva whichever it is also, we were seeing those pictures that Daniel was Daniel Matouche. was posting where they were taking giant meals, which in captivity, that's pretty much a death sentence, or at least you're going to have a prolapse. 
But I mean, we there's probably just a disconnect with how we're keeping where our animals aren't acting exactly how an animal is in the wild. Yeah, I I, I think I know which post you're talking about. There was a guy, some random dude. He's like, oh my from snake from a took, different country. Yeah, though, he was I like, think. my my snake took this huge meal and it was like this giant rat and. Instantly, we're all like, "Dude, what the oh, fuck!" Like, oh, everyone was snake. down his throat and then, in about you know, five minutes. Dan Touche came in and was was saying, "You know, in the wild, they do take bigger meals like that." Hey, than you what smart we asses! <laughs> and it was funny because this one guy actually went in there and was arguing with Daniel, and he was like, posted this uh, this research that was written, and somebody came in there and was like, "Yeah, Daniel wrote that." And the guy was like, oh, so she was so funny. But like you like, got to do some Googling sometimes or some comments. I don't know what can stop you. Like if you know anything about Condros, you've heard his name and that you don't argue oh, yeah. with certain things because no one knows more it's about green trees now. at this point, at least scientifically. You know, there's a lot of people who may know about them in the wild. Like if Rico was still alive, you know, cap in a captive situation, he probably knows more than anyone. But Daniel and Tush might be one of the only people who are studying them in the wild at this point that we have access to. Uh, I think I want to say Ari might have been doing something with green trees. I know he really? does the Bolins and, you know, he's over there all the time. Like he, yeah. he does the Bolin stuff for real. And I, I think I've asked him in the show, like, have you ever studied any of the green trees there? Because you're in the same area, you know, so I'm wondering if, you know, and at the time, I don't think he had. Well, and I don't think that they. Might. I think Bolins I mean, are at elevation. Yeah, and the higher green elevation. Trees aren't. But when I say same area, I was meaning in you know, country. You know, yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> same, same country. They're there. Me. It's just you're gonna be looking at totally different habitats right. within that area. Definitely. But I mean, it's so interesting. At, I mean, those Bolins are at high elevation and probably cooler than <coughs> we would expect pythons and to there's, be. At. There's and there's a uh, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it. There's a there's a a trailer. On dart frogs, it's a documentary they're doing. I, I shared it on Facebook if y'all seen it, and it's it's so badass. Like the documentary, the way it starts, the filming, you know, just the actual filming of it and how everything looks. And in my head, I'm like, why is there no documentaries like that on like green trees or boats? Like we need some crews to go out there and make some just awesome documentaries on. on it doesn't even have to be tropical snakes. I mean, I just like to see some decent informative information you know real information not animal planet information on awesome snakes and all i like, see is like those setups because i feel like a lot of the reptile stuff takes way too long like i've seen some recent like hunting footage and stuff there was some like animal planet or discovery um thing that was on netflix and it's like you can tell that they set up like a harvest mouse in yeah. a little maze with a snake that's in the yep. same one. But they like made it look real, but it was obviously a setup. I mean, it's just I think it's hard to and capture. It's, and it's frustrating, too, especially with like Animal Planet. It's Animal Planet. And I've seen them have people on there where they're talking about their 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 uh, Burmese python, their pet Burmese python they have. And they're sitting here holding a ball python. And I'm just yeah. like, you're Animal Planet. Like, well, are no, you on the me? cover of, I think it was like Nat Geo or something, like a year or two ago, I came across it in the grocery store and it was like Burmese Python, the Beast of the Ever Everglades or something. And on the cover, it was a ball python. Yeah. And it's just like, do, uh, oh fucking God, Google or man. something? I don't know. You can do anything better than this. Like, where'd you get this photo from? Like, how are regular people are going to believe you're 
you know, whatever you're saying because you're Nat Geo. But at the end of the day, we know that you're horseshit because yeah. you can't even get the picture, right? It's like, dude, I don't know. But it's hard to combat any of that stuff. I mean, at we this already, point, we the already had a conversation kind of earlier about Burmese pythons in the Everglades. And that's like people, that's like the first thing people bring up all the time. Like, it's been so well documented that, like, little kids will tell you all about it. And it's like, fuck, man. Like, they really got to everyone. We we're pretty fucked. It's hard to go against all the damage that's already been done. What is. Oh yeah, he said they also get poison and venom mixed up a lot. Gosh, in those so true, which and is true. But I mean, if you hear like Brian Greg Fry talk about it, he'll sometimes call it poison because there's some I don't know for some reason you're able to call it poison sometimes. I think technically it is you can use it interchangeably. If Brian Greg Fry, I mean, did af- it, uh, after a certain amount of time, I guess it does become it's the same thing. When you say a poison snake, we know what you mean. Yeah, but there's that that herper and a lot of us that know reptiles and we just can't help it it's, it's almost like the same with dogs you see a lot of people like oh i love my pit bull and it's like that's a staffshire terrier you know and then some people don't know the difference they think yeah. this is a pit bull that's a pit bull that's a pit bull that's an american bulldog that's a pit bull that's a staffshire terrier but to you know they all think it's the same dog but i mean at not. the end of the day does it snakes, really matter like, to most people i mean it, i mean really we just we just it, like to know. call bullshit on a lot of things so it's like that's just another thing where we can shit on someone yeah but i think it's it's just to me it's it's more call it what it is if it's right it's right if it's wrong it's wrong you know mm-hmm. i think it is a part of us does does want to be a little bit of assholes and correct somebody but then there's also that part is that's not what it is, so call it what it is. You yeah. know, it's just a little education. But it's always funny to me the snake people that jump on someone when they're like, "Oh, this poison snake, it's it's venomous. There are no poisonous snakes." Well, then apparently you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because there are poisonous snakes. You know, there's not a lot of them, but the killbacks and they've actually, I think they've said, uh, "Your your garters." Like the North American garter snakes are considered. Well, Brian Greg Fry believes that every snake is venomous, just like every spider is venomous. It's just like something like garters have very small rear fangs or, you know, maybe the delivery systems are different. But he believes and he's the foremost expert on venom in the world. But would it be be poison or would it be bacteria? Because I've taken bites from Burmese pythons, retics. It's just a bite. I've taken two pretty good bites from green anacondas and both times my hand swelled up got all black i mean it was purple and black looked like somebody punched me and it it bled forever like well it i just think that also the matter matters on the location so like i had a ball python bite that was in the right location well i mean i get that know, but collapsed the vein i mean it, it completely terrible. like both times one of them was in my arm one of them was in the palm of my hand the one in my hand, my hand swelled up. The one that bit me here, my arm swelled up. Like, I really? had a reaction to it. Not like I need to go to the ER or nothing, but I had a mild reaction to it. And so I think, you know, it anaconda mouths just seem to be nasty. For some reason, anacondas have nasty fucking mouths. And, you know, I, of course, that's not all snakes. Like I said, I've had burn bites and didn't do shit. Yeah. It just made me bleed. And I, I know people have different reactions. We were just talking about uh, the hog noses earlier because somebody posted a picture of a hog nose bite and they look like they got bit by a rattlesnake like their hand and arm all swelled up and but it's so cool like the way the hog nosey you have to like hand feed them and they're like half stupid so you have to like put it in their mouth and they eat it really quick but you can see like their rear fangs and stuff like that like 
But I mean, I think for most people, that's pretty much like a bee sting. But I mean, just like yeah. a bee sting, there's different reactions to them. That's so. what I said. I mean, some people, you know, I, I think if you ask most people about being allergic to certain things, are you allergic to poison ivy? Most people are like, yeah, I'm not. I go I'm outside. I can roll around in that shit. I can wipe my ass with it. Nothing's going to happen. But then you got people that get within three feet of it and they instantly, you know, they're scratching and itching and you start to see them welt up and stuff. And it's just or you, strokes you have these folks. people that also um, that extract venom and stuff and they tend to get more um, not they get tend to get more sensitive towards venom for whatever reason. Or people who have leopard geckos actually get really sensitive to the dust and stuff that mealworms give off like they're. Like a lot of the big leopard gecko breeders eventually become allergic to mealworms. So I don't know what it is when hmm. you get exposed to a that. certain level of toxins, you slowly get more and more sensitive to it. Even if even if it's just you know feeling like the venom on your skin rather than being injected, for some reason that may eat away at your tolerance to these things. That's wild. But if you inject it, you can build up a tolerance. You see that dude? There's a dude on YouTube. Did you see that dude that was getting bit by the Taipan and the black and the, the mamba. Jesus. I mean, uh, that's just there's no there's just no solid evidence to say that that's a good idea. I mean, obviously it's working to some degree, but I well, wouldn't uh, say Bill, it's a good idea. I know idea. Bill Bill Host. He used to. Yeah, I, I think he. Lived I don't think. Man. I don't know if he's. I know he's self injected, but I don't know if he did straight venom. You know, I'm sure he probably diluted it with um, something. Yeah, and would he think. would and he would put different like hemotoxins and. But that dude was just like, "Let it bite me, let it bite me," and I'm just like, "Bro, what are you doing? You're gonna die in yeah. like five minutes." And I mean, he didn't, but there may be something to it. And I mean, Bill Haas lived for a hundred years, and they say he used his blood as anti venom. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, what if the person wasn't gonna die anyway? I mean, was it his blood that was the anti venom, or was the person just not destined to die in the first place? Um, you see a lot of these people in like the jungle and stuff where they die from snake bite pretty much just because they resort to these like voodoo medicines and, you know, local witch doctors and stuff that, you know, may make it worse or make it, you know, not a Just rub uh, some chicken blood on put it, some bacteria a on it. Yeah. You'll be all right. <laughs> and then they get an infection and die or something. Right. right? Yeah, there's just a bunch of different things. I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of people that do it. They definitely look different. We blew some smoke <laughs> on it. We don't know why he died. I mean, these people, like, apparently have a lot of energy, and, like, they kind of have, like, that glazed look over their eyes. Like, they're, they look crazy, all bright man. and shit. I don't know. And, and <laughs> of course, some of it, too, is, you know, they don't have the technology and the doctors and, you know, that the ability to even get to a hospital the way we do. If something happens, we hit a cell phone, call somebody, they'll send care flight, and we can get to a hospital within – 15 20 minutes there you're out in the middle of the jungle they don't have cell phones they don't have none of that shit and oh who posted it? there was a there was a picture of a bite and it looked like i think it was a i think it was a, a bushmaster and it bit him in the leg and you just the deterioration is just crazy like it's just gone they end up having to amputate but i mean it just i mean those bites are no joke even he got to the hospital it didn't matter like you still got to amputate his leg because it just that venom just ate his leg up like i just it's crazy i couldn't imagine 
I couldn't imagine. I, I think mean, as much I as I love snakes, the, I think if I lost a limb to a snake, I'd probably be fucking done with them. You know, like eh. I, don't, I say that, but you never know. I watched like what is it, the Venom Diaries or the Venom something? But the guy, the guy who made it, he. Um, <laughs> I thought you were fixing to say Venom Hunters. No, I thought, I thought you were going to say Venom no, Hunters. No, oh, it's called, slap the, shit it's called out the uh, Please don't tell me that shit. It's called, it's called the, uh, the Venom Interviews, not oh, yeah. the Venom I've been, Diaries. I've been wanting to see that. Is it good? But uh, the, the guy who made it, he actually just got all of his stuff stolen out of his place in Costa Rica. So oh. I think uh, he like put the DVD on sale. So if you go and buy it, it will go towards him recouping all the shit that they stole in costa rica but um i know in there they said you know how they usually do that um what do they call that when they fasciotomy where they cut you in order to release the oh yeah like swelling they say that that's pretty much bullshit if your doctor says do a fasciotomy tell them no like that does not help anything so, because I think they say that you're you're swelling so much, so much. that it's going to explode. Right. And I've never seen anybody swell so much that they exploded. You know, <laughs> I just see you cut this giant gash in this. I saw around. Willy Wonka and that blueberry girl. <laughs> she just rolled. <laughs> she didn't explode for shit. But I mean, they say that that just in you know that's just going to permanently disfigure you. Um, if you're going to lose the limb, I think you're going to lose the limb. But. Oh, I mean, Instagram down, Instagram down, (laughs) but don't do the fucking fasciotomy. But I think just like they were kind of explaining how most doctors aren't equipped to deal with uh, snake bites. But I mean, we don't see many terrible snake bites like here in Texas. There's venomous snakes, but your chance of getting bit by one are pretty slim unless you fuck with them. And then, I mean, things like crow fab are very effective on, you know, Western diamondbacks, that kind of stuff. We, we can talk about people getting bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to throw. I will. There's a fucking moron. No. Oh, oh, you mean that guy? Yeah. I don't care about no, that guy. You can throw him in there. And and I've I've seen so many people in like a lot of those snake ID groups and stuff like that. Like, you have all these people that just kill them, and it's like, man, do you know how many more people end up in the hospital? And trying from trying them. to kill it, just leave it alone. And they're like, I'm protecting my family, blah, blah, blah. And I don't even like them. And all right, redneck, when, when you, you get bit by that snake and you get in that hospital and you receive that bill, I bet you never kill another snake again. Because I promise you, when you get a $250,000 doctor bill for a snake bite because you decided to take it matters in your own hand and chop his head off. And then you want to pick up the head to show your buddy and the snake turn around and bit you or whatever happened. You won't yeah. kill it. Why? Why you? You'd be scared to death to touch another snake because two hundred fifty thousand dollars hurts. You know, and that that the what is it? The crow fab. Yeah, that shit's not cheap. It's like two thousand dollars a vial, I think. And then you generally get like what? You like at like, least ten of them. Yeah, or, ten vials at two yeah. grand a piece, and then you add in the the time the doctors did the X rays, this that, anything they do. Come on, it's just not the amputation. Whew. <laughs> Okay, I have a question. We talked about this a little bit before the uh, podcast, but I wanted to ask it on here to see what everyone else thinks and to get y'all's opinion about it again, even though Joe's looking at me like he doesn't want me to bring it up. She's talking about the, the, the kids babies. being scared of this. So there was this, there's this study. Um, I don't know who did the study, but the article is by the New York Times, and it was saying that like we are inherently afraid of 
hot burp, babe. Great job. Um, we are inherently, I bet you they could have heard your burp. They, <laughs> we are inherently afa- afraid of snakes and spiders. In this study, they took like 32 babies and they analyzed their like pupil dilate, like their pupil size and all. Maybe heart rate. I don't remember. They showed them pictures of like flowers and fish and then showed them pictures of snakes and spiders. And almost everyone, there was a reaction. Positive now, obvious reaction negative reaction. Now, obviously, there's some flaws in this. Like, but I just wanted to see y'all's opinion and our listeners' opinions on if they think we are inherently afraid of snakes or are we taught to be afraid of snakes. I think I think that we are inherently afraid of snakes, and Evan thinks the other way. I think we're inherently afraid of snakes because if you go herping and you see a snake, you have this weird like flight reaction, like this fight or flight reaction, where it's like you fight it and then it's just pure excitement. Like you get this jolt through your body, like that is just like I see it, and I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like. You're kind of built in just like, you know, a horse is afraid of snakes. And I feel like you are naturally afraid of snakes just over years and years of people avoiding snakes. But it's obviously past a certain age, a learned behavior. And Evan disagrees. Oh, no, I, I disagree completely. I, I've said that, you know, I think it. how many of those kids that they did this study on belong to parents who were afraid of these animals. But can you imprint a young infant? I believe so. How many of these kids, if you take 32 kids and you show them these pictures and their parents are scared of this snakes and spiders, how many of those kids are going to turn out to be scared of the snakes and spiders? Now take the same amount of kids from parents that own reptiles, snakes, spiders, whatever. Show those kids those pictures. How are those kids going to react at the same age? I think you're going to get a different reaction, which then kind of dismisses everything because then it's not, it's a learned behavior. It's not, I don't think it's something we're born with. I think it's a learned behavior. And I think like a lot of people's fears of snakes to me are irrational. And I've, I've said it before and a lot of people disagreed with me, but I've said, you know, I think a lot of people's fears on snakes are based on the Bible. They're the, the Bible used a snake as, you know, the devil or whatever, and I, it puts a bad light on snakes because then you associate the serpent, a snake, as something evil, as something bad. Had they used what I said earlier, had they used a cat, cats are crazy looking. Like they stare at you kind of funny, and they, they like to kill for the fun of it. Let's say, <laughs> that, I mean, seriously. But what I'm saying is if the Bible had used a cat, people would be scared of cats. You know what I'm saying? And so they used a snake. People were scared of snakes. And then they they grow up with that. I see a lot of people that are scared of snakes. Well, babies are born with sin. And if they die before you christen them. That's if you believe all that bullshit. They're fucking little demons. (laughs) They're little fucking demons. No, but I mean. Demon babies. I I, I think if you, if you, I've asked several people who have, that are scared. Like my mom is definitely scared of snakes. And I've asked her, you know, where did you have an interaction with a snake that made you scared of them? She, She can't. She never really had any interactions. Snakes are the she, devil, she's Bobby. She's scared of them, you know? <laughs> she's just scared of them. And so it's like, why? You know what? You've never had an interaction with one, so why would you be scared of something? And I, I used to work at a pet store and had a big bow out. 
and the kids all wanted to touch the boa. All the kids were surrounding me, just want to play with the boa. A mom comes up from behind me and freaks the hell out. And, oh, my God, no. Oh, uh-uh, I'm scared of those. And grabs her kid and is like, get back, get back. And instantly, I forgot where I was. <clears throat> I forgot I was at work. And so, you know, <laughs> knowing me, I turned around. I was yeah, like, bitch. no, I didn't, I didn't call her a bitch. What but did I was, you do? I was just like, what the fuck? You know? And, and <laughs> just as bad. I, number one, I forgot there's a bunch of kids around me. You know? And I forgot I'm at work. But I was like, what the fuck? And she's like, I'm scared of snakes. I was like, okay, but why are you freaking why everybody you else out? Nobody was scared of this snake until you walked over here freaking out. Now her kid was scared to touch the snake in a matter of seconds went from, I want to touch the snake to no, it's something's wrong. It's bad. And didn't want nothing to do with the snake all because of the mom's reaction. Kids are not born with an inherent fear to be scared of shit. I, my kid will jump off the roof of the house and she's one and a half. She's nuts. They're not scared of shit. They're just not, you know, also, um, they're just some of those kids that are naturally scared. of shit. I think, I think, and I think it's I, it, that I agree with. I think if you're naturally scared of everything, then you can't group a, a single thing into it and be like, well, like, they're scared of snakes or they're scared of this. They're yeah. Like well, you just, that's... just, you know, shadows and clowns and weird fucking shit. Like, why are people scared of clowns? Oh, cause they saw it or they saw some crazy ass movie that, you know, why are you scared of a clown? I'm not scared of a clown, but some people are, my wife is terrified. No, I have something to say. Well, about because like study. like no. clowns were all cool, and then you had like Gacy who came out who was a serial killer clown. And then all of a sudden, you open this gate to where clowns aren't like fun for little like clowns are supposed to be for little kids' birthday parties They're and scary. shit. And then you know who Gacy is. He was like a serial killer, but he was a clown. And like it opened this door to where the horror movies and stuff made clown like evil clowns and shit like that, which is like <laughs> awesome. I think the whole kid clown serial killer thing is like badass and it's 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 a it, it kind of uh it's scary as fuck and just like just like you were saying it you you put you take something that one situation was bad and now everything is bad from here on out because of that snakes the same way look at the movie jaws yeah people were not terrified to go swimming and sharks. go to the ocean they weren't thinking about sharks jaws came out and it completely turned people around on sharks and where now they're just you know, let's kill them all when we see them. And it's like, you're fucking the ocean up doing that. Like, leave them alone. They're not out to kill us and eat us. You know, there are some sharks that will eat people. But at the end of the day, you're in their house. You know, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But okay, I'm going to say my point. <laughs> um, I don't remember the age of the babies, but from like a child development standpoint, I don't think the babies are developed enough to know what a snake is is if you're just showing yeah. them the picture you could show them a picture of someone like laughing it's and they some, might get scared of well, that like it's just it's not before. i don't they can't know what a snake or a spider is at that point like and honestly if you if there was a real snake half the kids would, or babies would try to eat it because babies eat everything they just want to put everything in their mouth and, and so I, I, I agree with you and like, so i just don't know if the, you can really say like because it's a snake like they don't their mind isn't there enough to have a concrete idea of what a snake is well, that's a, but like, that would be the argument that it's innate so they don't know what a snake is but they're still scared of it so it's imprinted 
in them from birth. So but you could also show on someone's face and they'd be scared. Like, you know, there's some babies when a person walks in the room, they start and then you crying. you got to think like, about what kind of pictures of snakes and spiders are they showing? You know, are they showing like cartoon animation snakes where the snake's got his mouth all open looking like he's fixing it? How you? smart are these fucking babies? You know what What's saying? the IQ of these little Or is it just like a normal picture babies. of a snake? Like my, my child, is she's one and a half. And I... I don't think she knows exactly what a snake is, but she has an idea. Like she's in, she'll go in the snake room and she's, she, she has, she kind of knows. Okay. She can't say, Oh, that's a snake dad. You know what I'm saying? But she knows it's a that's snake. That's a biak. Don't but, grab it. Right. That motherfucker's going to bite you. <laughs> but you know, she doesn't know the difference between good snake and what can kill you snake. You know what I mean? There's that, for that level of education isn't there. It's also but, a level of you give her the green light. Snakes are cool, so she's like, snakes are cool. Yeah. Pretty much they trust you. Which to me is more learned behavior. She's never been scared of them because she's never been exposed to them that they would hurt her. She's never been showed pictures where it's trying to kill her. You know, from the time she was little, as soon as she was born, it's like she had a stuffed snake. She's had snakes. So I don't think it has anything to do with fear. I think it's it's learned. To me, it's learned. I mean, I could be wrong. I just feel like it's learned. Uh, the guy, Paul, from Germany kind of agreed with you, Joe. He said that the picture of a snake could be genetically imprinted into the baby's brain due to evolution. But, I mean, then you, then you go... Um, you go to do Irish people not care because Irish people evolved in a place that has zero snakes. So... Do I like snakes because I'm Irish? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's also would hit a snafu, maybe like, you know, the Native Americans, they mostly encountered snakes. So they would obviously be genetically maybe predisposed to not encounter snakes. But like, what about other areas where snakes don't exist? Is that does an Eskimo even know what a snake is? Like, I don't know. There's some places where snakes don't exist. I mean, they're so. not like the lost tribe of Eskimos or nothing, <laughs> but I, I think they, I think they know what snakes are. They just, blubber. they just don't. Well, have no, I'm saying with them. like if you had someone who was untouched, if you Eskimo. went, if you found a little baby Eskimo, <laughs> like where do you find Eskimos in Texas? <laughs> well, no, if you found one in their natural environment. You know, Canada. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I just, and that, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like you were saying about Ireland, like there's no snakes in Ireland. Yeah. So what's there well, to be scared of? So are these people scared of snakes? because St. Patrick um, drove them all out. And, um, you know, sure. Noah only had so many on his ark. And, you know, the apple and there's this guy, Adam and Eve, and all the humans came from them. So everyone's inbred. So um, don't inbreed your snakes because we'll <laughs> get things. But, you know, I don't know how we made I it. I just have a question. I, I mean, we're going to talk about religion. I, I have a little. <laughs> I just have a question. I just have one question. We're not going to talk about religion. How come in all the pictures I see of Adam and Eve, they have belly buttons? I just want to know. Um, cause God made belly buttons, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Duh. Um, no, belly buttons where your umbilical cord was. No, God made those. <laughs> okay. God made everything. God has a fucking. No, I'm just for messing you. around. I won't even. Um, I won't no, play around. Wait, with wait, wait. Oh, Can I explain no. the Some funniest of y'all are sensitive thing about religion. at at NARBC across from the snake show? A Scientologist. Was, oh, you're really fucking crazy. <laughs> across from NARBC Arlington, there was a like religion expo or something. So where um, Ryan, Ryan is in oh. a wheelchair. 
and I forget who's pushing him. Some guy's pushing him, and I'm walking with him. And we thought that the that the U.S. Ark auction was over in this place that was actually a religion expo. And these people were being so nice to us. We're like, is this the auction? They're like, well, you know, this isn't the auction, but we'll sure take you. And then Ryan, Ryan in the wheelchair with his leg up, you know, bandaged. He's like, hail Satan. And then just turns around and fucking wheel away. I was just like, this is the most savage thing of all time. <laughs> I, I wasn't there for that. I'm not that. very... Not very religious. I mean, for all the things to be across from a snake show, if there can't be people who'd probably disagree more. I mean, I know plenty of religious snake people, but uh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny. I said it in the chat, but for anyone who listens in the downloads, I want to apologize for you two in case anyone's offended. Man, hey, out. fuck your feelings. <laughs> if you don't like it tough shit i got an ass you can kiss no. i ain't worried about your the feelings if you police. a sensitive snowflake and the shit i say hurts your feelings suck some nuts suck a fat baby's balls you sensitive bitch fuck your no. sci-fi book <laughs> i'm just kidding i should i've been pretty good about not cussing but you know. um just hashtag science hashtag kiss my ass cry baby <laughs> sensitive oh, sensitive oh, motherfuckers damn oh that's what's up <laughs> yeah, there's no, no. It ain't. It ain't that. It ain't Italian that said suck I'm not that crunk. I you know. I'm good. Oh man, I hope. I mean, there's not like some young people listen to us on YouTube and stuff. But I mean, otherwise, everyone else. Man, their parents cuss them out. They listen yeah. to Eminem. They all right. You know. <laughs> Eminem. I think that's off a generation or two. Yeah, whatever. You guys listen to Post Malone or. Lil Yachty or whatever. You got me because I fuck that same trash. Hashtag baby balls. I don't know. (laughs) I said suck a fat baby's balls. (laughs) (laughs) I think I missed that. I just (laughs) tuned that out. (laughs) Wait, it says remember Ice Cube taught us how to do drive-bys last time he was here. Book, book, book. (laughs) (laughs) I don't 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 either. What the fuck did I say about drive-bys? Who knows? Oh, uh, you don't even want to. When I start dropping <laughs> words like I call people fuck knuckles and oh, oh fucktards and all kinds of shit, man. If you if you ever see me on Facebook getting mad at somebody, I come up with some crazy words. What has made you the most mad on Facebook? Honestly, I don't I don't like the people that are just so against snakes, but talk <laughs> about no. I, okay, the post. There's a post a video of the girl sitting on the couch with her retake and all the dumb fucks that have no snake education and don't even bother to educate themselves. are like that snake is yawning. It's going to size her up to eat her. Look it up and blah, blah, blah. And just the dumb shit. They talk. I just saw that article oh, shared Jesus. recently about the snake. Jesus. A girl went to her doctor and her snake was her vet said it was sizing her up to eat her. And it's, it's a, the sad thing is that a vet probably said that, and that vet is probably just a fucking dumb fucking vet. It, it's just irritating, and then you see stuff like that. But then these same people who talk about how dangerous that is, and CPS should be called on the parents for allowing this. You're over there taking family pictures with the dog, and dogs and horses kill more people than snakes. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Why would you call CPS on somebody for something like that? Like that's so stupid. That snake is not, I mean, with supervision, I'm not saying the snake can't hurt the girl. 
I'm just saying the silly thing there's is more that, of a like, chance of the family dog mauling that little girl to death than the family python killing that little girl. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Or you see that that post up recently that someone posted um, they opened their dresser drawer and a group of copperheads attacked them. A breeding copperheads attacked them. It was like scratches down his arm. Scratches. Scratches. Like clearly not from a snake. And it must have been some type of cover-up story for some type of domestic violence. Oh, boy. Was fucking around on the side. Oh, girl. The, the side chick got, was getting it good, and she scratched it. his ass up. So he's like, fuck, what can I tell my wife now that I got these scratches? I know. Baby, I opened this drawer. Some copperheads attacked me. What the fuck? And there was zero swelling, just a bunch of scratches. And the thing is that the news picked it up and was acting oh, like no. a group like of copperheads attacked him. Because a copperhead, because obviously they were taking their fanes and raking it up and down his no, arm they, they like, like their, copperheads do. They used their leg spurs. <laughs> their vestigial legs. They, they didn't have that Sonic the Hedgehog They're gene vicious real vestigials. Someone was saying in the chat earlier that there's a video going around right now of someone sharing a lollipop with their snake. Oh, that's old. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, a, it's but, a ball python. He's just like this. And he's and just tongue flicking him. I mean, like, it's funny, but... I mean, there's also a video of a girl that's deep throat in a ball python. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, that no. black chick? Yes. I've seen that. Throatzilla over there. Um, you see that one? Where, <laughs> <laughs> you what? see that one where there's like some type of street performer, half naked girl, and she has like a bow and it's near her face. And it bites, and her, it bites her. Yeah, that, I've seen that. <laughs> I just people do dumb stuff with snakes. It's like, you know, you. I, I don't know if they still do it, but I know there's there's back in the day like strippers used to take snakes out on stage and dance with them. That mm. kind of stuff is asking for problems. I mean, you get a snake and, you have and he's had a bad day and you're over here dancing crazy with Crazy stereo shit, systems with yeah. subwoofers in his face. Like, um, yeah, there's no. Just leave them alone, man. You ain't got to take them out and play with them. They're not. Go get a puppy if you want to play with a pet. Joe, they want to know when we're getting the double dicky down t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, like, I don't think if I make something, I want to be able to wear it. And I don't know if I could wear that in public. <laughs> no. What the fuck? Okay. Oh, wait. I, I found the fucking thing. WBTV, whatever this fucking dumb website is. Uh, man claims he was bitten by copperhead snakes in Iredell County, whatever, wherever the hell that is. But, um... So it doesn't have the fucking pictures. It's a fucking video. Yeah, this isn't very good for. Uh, but apparently, it was in like some abandoned. He was a squatter in an abandoned house. So uh, this has got less validity now that I read into it. It's clearly just a weird crackhead who's squatting in someone's house who said that they were bitten by a drawer full of copperheads. <laughs> I don't know. All the yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, that's the things that get shared around, and people think it's real life. People believe too much on the internet. Oh, it's on the internet. It must be true. Yeah, it's true. It's damn true. Just like this is Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah, I mean today. Um, I wish I had that Ice Cube money. <laughs> you just have a lot of snakes. You wouldn't be any richer, just richer in snakes. Mm, I'd have a nice house, badass car. <laughs> And more snakes. And more snakes. I'd have like my dart frog room. Then I'd have my green tree room. Then I'd have my carpet room. 
And then I'd have Gaboon room. my smoke room. And then I'd have the For gang smoking room. cigarettes? Fuck no. What? You All you do is drink Dr. Pepper and smoke cigarettes. Don't act like you do anything else. Get out of it's here. conversation for another day. <laughs> but I would, I would do a lot if I had ice cream. I would do a lot. Whoa, what is going on up there? Someone asked you if you still have any coins left. Oh, yeah, I do have like two oh, head snows left. Yeah. Get him, man. Or the legal gun room. No, you have a legal gun room. You don't keep your illegal guns in the legal gun room. Come on, man. <laughs> keep those hidden. What are we talking about now? Uh, I was telling old boy he needs to go and pick up these last two little corn snakes you got. Yeah, they? They're they're badass. I actually have one that I got from Joe, and that little thing. Well, I'm trying. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my blue line. I'm doing everything possible to get my blue line because that's gonna from Bill. Well, Bill has one. There's a couple out there, and I just I need that blue line in my life. And it's like that's everything so I do. So what he's gonna do? Condros he's gonna sell like, half of his collection, finally get this blue line animal, then it turns green, and then you know. It's not even about the color so much. It's about the genetics because yeah. I, I'm smart enough to know even if it goes green, it still has those genetics. Yeah. And so it's still you put it with the right snake, you unlock something. It happens, and it to me it's it's not even I wouldn't even sell her because. I did go through that point where I was like, man, what if I just take all my chondros, sell them all, and I can maybe get, you know, what I really want? And I was just like, I'm going to regret that. And it's like I put so much work into these that I have now just because they're imports. I, I love them, and it's so much fun, and you know, I'm going to keep them. I do have one that's available, but it's like I can't believe it hasn't sold yet. We were talking about just snakes right now don't seem to be selling anyway, so yeah. I don't know. If it don't sell, Wait until tax soon, time and then fucking yeah, all the tax snakes time won't be gone. all over it. But I, I just haven't really been trying hard because I'm just trying to figure out what I want to keep and what I don't. Right. You don't want to keep that little ugly green one you got over yeah. there. That's for damn sure. It was telling me, it's like, I want to go home with Evan. I was like, uh-huh. yeah. Talking to you. For real. Uh, someone said, does anyone here have any experience with false water cobras? No. No. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> they're colubrids and they're Asian colubrids. You're going to keep them a little bit cooler. They're going to shit all over the place. They're just going to be Asian Colubrids and shit all over the place. That's pretty much it. I don't know anything I believe, about them. I believe they're from oh, Asia. Oh, I may be Asian making that shit up. Too. I just know they're not real cobras. That's I've just, what I I've tell just you. heard from people that they have really fast metabolisms and are pretty smelly and musky and all those types of things. So kribo ish Yeah, I mean, they're pretty much kribo ish Indigo-ish. And, Shh, but, paint I the walls. Mean, some people have them and they're handleable oh, and are cool. South America. South America, all right, yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> so wait, they're colubrids though? False water cobras are colubrids? Well, because colubrids is a catch-all for everything that's not an obvious venomous snake or a python. It's really, um, there's no reason why a hognose snake should be in the same family as a corn snake they're just so different and one has rear fangs like all the rear fang snakes are grouped in the colubrid why don't they just make a different family or i don't know colubrid's a catch-all basically it's like something like it's like 70 percent of all the snakes it's a high percentage of all the snakes are colubrids but that's just because if they don't fit the other families mm-hmm. they're just lumped in so if they're not a lapids 
if they're not Viper Die, if they're not Python, then they just colubrids. But I they're mean, they're just fucking snakes, people. Yeah, but I mean, we're just trying to name shit. But I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't separate colubrids a little bit because it's way too far reaching. It doesn't make any sense, but whatever. Oh, Any other know. questions? What's up? Well, no, Lily's had just been chatting away. She hasn't really She's flirting with dudes over yeah, here. No, oh, cool. man. Who's Stoxy? It's a new one. Oh, Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know. This whole, I mean, and now chondros are different species. And everything, at, at the end of the day, everything gets rearranged and put somewhere else. And <laughs> it can get real confusing. Exactly, yo. The fucking snake family. <laughs> That's what's up. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean. We're just humans trying to put names on shit that, you know, God created. And since God oh created God. these creatures <laughs> and Noah fit them all on the ark. So it's like if he fit these all on the ark, we got to name them all out of respect. So <laughs> that's the oh, hat no, that Melissa no. acts like. I hate and you hat. you definitely can't read it on the, on the screen. So Make herping great again. So we <laughs> Marco. No, but it's in the back of videos and you can't read it and I don't want one. So we have a a stereotypical Donald Trump hat that says "Make herping great again" instead of, and I never wear it because Melissa thinks that people are gonna think they are automatically gonna think it's a Trump hat. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Are we gonna talk about think, Trump? Nope. We're gonna talk about herping. I, I can talk about Trump all day long. I guess it it, it really kind of depends on what species you really like. Like me, you know, I'd, I'd want to go look for green trees. I just think that would be badass. So you put me in like Indonesia, you know, New Guinea, whatever, Australia, that'd be great. Especially with Australia, probably that, that whole little area right there, you know, New Guinea and, and then suck it, suck it, suck that head, boy. Get that head, <laughs> Keeps on coming. <laughs> Holy Yo, shit. what the hell just happened? Oh, okay. I'm about to throw up. I just had a half <laughs> shotgun of beer. What the fuck rookies. was that? No, but I, I'd like to. <laughs> All right. Wow. Good job. Okay. I'd like to go, you know, looking for carpets and looking for green trees and In stuff South like America. that. But I think here, if I mean, the one thing I do want to go look for is actually here in Texas. I want to go find gray bands. And I've been dying to get a small little group together and all of us go out, you know, South Texas, Southwest Texas, and go find some gray bands. And I think I've that been would really be into Baird's Rats and Transpicos and their... Those Transpicos. And we're all, that's all, like, right there together anyway. Yeah. So we, we, that'd be a fun We'd be in trip. the same range. Big Bend is right there. Hey, babe, what's your... We really, we really got to go. And I think it's it's right there, but it's not. At the same time, it's so far away. Even though we're in the seven same hours. state, it's seven uh, hours. Seven hours if you're fucking flying, man. No, from it's well, like, from my house, more like nine hours. I think from my house, it was. It, I I uh, Google Maps it, and it was like seven and a half. Well, Call I was looking because like my buddy lives in El Paso, and I was like, what if I drove out to El Paso, then took off from there, and went down to Big Bend and shit like that? But well, I know I I, I tried to do this. 
when we had Southern Carpet Fest, I talked to a lot of people and was like, hey, let's set up something and go find some alternative. Everybody's like, hell yeah, yeah. Well, when the time rolled around and I actually <laughs> set something up, everybody it's a bunch of me poor and, people yeah, with nobody shitty wanted cars. To do that's why. All this None other stuff happened. Because our cars are either pieces right. of shit or. Hey, but I say, I say that either this spring or early, probably June, early June, I think we need to get a, a good little group together and head out. And I think that would just be so much We're fun. We're probably going to be moving from Texas around that time. So I want to do it right before we move. The so fuck like, are you moving from I need Texas to go for? for. Hold on. This Wait, is new to me. No. You? Why the fuck are you moving from Texas? For family reasons. We have family in the north. I got family in the north, but I'm still staying in Texas. Yes, but you have children and all that already. You think about the future. It's helpful to have family around. I am not comprehending. <laughs> what the fuck? We're moving to Philly. Oh, Probably Pennsylvania no. or something. You're going to be out there with Eric Burke. Yeah, and Owen oh, McIntyre. Oh, that fucking blows. Only two hours well, the thing is that, like, Pennsylvania, like, I can't move back to New York where my parents are because it's just way too fucking expensive. So it's like, and her parents all live in North Carolina. So it's like, if we can be somewhere in the middle of there, so, like, southern Pennsylvania, like, Philly or something like that. And there's, like, zero herp laws. Just like, well, even Texas, you still need fucking all, all these licenses All I can say is I'll be coming shit. to visit, so you better take me to get some fucking cheesesteaks. <laughs> I mean, we won't be true, true Philly people like the other Philly people, you know. So Same we can bring like you to John. fucking New York, but, but we'll still be here water. <laughs> We're not moving till everybody's moving. June or yeah. July next year. Moving July. Plus, that like with June, the Kaluber, that's so it. much easier to that, be. That'd where be it gets that'd cold. be fun, man, to to get a little small group and go out, you know, Southwest. Right before y'all move. No, like I'm literally move, doing like, it. We're literally gonna do it. That would be badass. Literally, like not figuratively, like literally. Gonna move or go? Gonna do? Gonna go to West Texas? All right. What's your thing? Best herping place for you in the world? Um. So I never really knew the answer to this question, but West Texas is definitely one of those up there. But that's kind of bullshit because we live too close for that to make it like a thing. But since I've been reading um, Bill Love's book, he talks about Madagascar, and that's like an underground amazing place for like you think about all the snakes that naturally look the coolest as far as you're talking about your ground boas who are just naturally super beautiful or things like panther chameleons and all the other types of chameleons that are just naturally amazing looking and all these other lizard species and gecko species and i've just been liking madagascar more and more just from reading all this stuff from his trips to madagascar and tortoises, radiated tortoises and stuff like that. All I can think of is the movies. <laughs> and the lemurs. And the, <laughs> the Madagascar movies. And the lion. Is there a lion in that movie? Yeah, there's a lion and a zebra. Yeah, that's not real life. No, but they escape from the zoo. Isn't that how it goes? And then they end up in Madagascar? I don't know, man. That doesn't make much sense to me, but whatever. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I mean, you have children. You've seen Madagascar, haven't you? I think so. I, there's, I've seen a lot, because I like those kind of movies, so I've watched a bunch of them, and even when we didn't have kids, it's just some of those are funny. And I, I think I've seen... <laughs> there's like, a lot to Like, Ice Age and there. shit was funny? Come on, man. Y'all, everybody like Ice Age. It depends what kind of learning level you're on, you know? <laughs> 
but I don't. I can't tell you if I saw Madagascar. I think I did, but I ain't not telling. Carpet Fest would be near Tampa, right? Oh, uh, I have to no, check my Cape messages. Coral. Oh, Cape so Coral. it's more towards Miami, the south, I believe. But I mean, Tampa's in the south. Yeah, it's Isn't kind of Cape in the Coral? middle of this state, uh, towards the Bay Area. But I think Cape Coral may be in the middle of the state. I don't know how Florida works, but I mean, it's definitely within driving distance. But I mean, it's not near Tampa per se. Lily what city? Is somebody going to Carpet Fest? Well, well, yeah. And Lilypad lives in Tampa. I, no, she doesn't. Oh, I thought she lived in Tampa. Maybe she does. Oh, you should, you should actually you should try to go, regardless of where you live. Because if people are flying in, then you don't have an excuse if you live in the same state. And plus, you get to meet, like, real uh, deal people. Like, like not... Uh, we're the least real deal people. I mean... You know, you get to see like Dave Palumbo's collection, who has a huge collection, oh, yeah, and you get to meet Ian and all that good stuff. And who knows who else will be there? I mean, Carpet Fest are just a oh, good. She's, she's sixteen. She can't. She can't drive, <laughs> Evan. But she has an excuse. Well, you got to get that license real quick, don't you? Have like six months to get it when you're six. I don't know how Florida works. Get you licenses, can, well, you but you definitely don't want to be. You don't want your sixteen-year-old to be driving. Uh, yeah. Three hours to go to a snake thing. A snake show with a bunch of like thirty to forty year old men, and then me. Like that's pretty much how it goes. A yeah, you would be. <laughs> you would be the only way she'd get in. I'm but the, the girl population is very. Even very I mean low. this the snake community in general is definitely trends older. Old men. Old men. Why do you think women aren't into it as much? But if you look the at a lot of like colubrids and stuff, there's a lot of women in. Oh, you're right. What? Cape, Cape Coral, Coral, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's going to be at Dave Palumbo's place. Uh, oh, she doesn't even have her place. And I think he's he's saying in February. And so then I think. Well, yeah. Okay, I thought it was in spring. And then, no, we're in spring. Gotcha. We're going to be end of April, beginning of May. drive long ways. long ways yeah yeah but that should be fun i'll roll if y'all are driving i'll roll straight up like we can we're gonna have to do that it shit we're gonna fun. have to do it you know we're gonna as long as people don't lock their keys in the car we'll do a we'll podcast or or you don't lock your keys in the car or, dude we could do like a know, we could you know, we could go live on instagram on the way out there and just do like the a whole 16 <laughs> 16 hours. Melissa will be sleeping or complaining. Listen to Lil Pump Gucci Gang. I agree. YouTube is getting a lot of female reptile YouTubers lately. Um, Yeah, because if you put a fucking, a, what do you call it? If you put a thumbnail with a girl on there. All honesty, titties and snakes, they're going to make more people. That's why it's so shitty. You get so many girls who are decent looking, like. As long as you're decent looking and you can talk about snakes, no matter how legit you are, no matter if you have any background of anything, you get like fucking followers like crazy. And it's just hard. I mean, that's no excuse. I mean, obviously, um, other people, even though they have long hair, other people have been able to get popular on YouTube without tits. (laughs) 
But I mean, maybe it's the hair. Maybe I need to get hair. But like, I can't. You know, I'm trying. No tits, little dicks. Come on down to BHB. Hey, <laughs> uh, I, I wasn't naming anyone. Oh. No one knew who I was talking about. Stuff. But he's not. But what I'm saying is, Dave Kaufman, he has long hair too, though. But Dave Kaufman's like, Herpers TV may have like 15,000 to 20,000 subscribers. We're talking like, like, uh, Taylor Nicole Dean, whoever that is, she has like 100, 1,000. And then Emma Locke, who, I mean, she knows shit, but she's like, she's got like over 100,000 now. You know, some of the girls are getting far up there like like dave coffin's very big within the community which i think i mean i kind of want to be that anyway if i'm gonna be anyone like i don't care about being fucking popular right like as long as people in the community don't hate me which some of the youtubers have gone too far and that the whole community backfires on them so it's like i think dave kaufman's a perfect example of someone who's like hasn't sold out to the whole community not liking who became a fame whore yeah that's what it really is it's about money and fame whore i mean I, like i talk a lot of shit because i don't like brian i don't like bhb see i don't of, really have I, an my, opinion. my issue is basically halfway. where they they stand it's about that dollar and it's not about the health of the snakes or anything it's about making the newest morph to make the most money and i don't i don't like that i don't agree with that i think it's shitty and but i don't think he does that that much anymore i think he does more pet you know why now. Because I think he can, he, I think a lot of shit to backfire hurt him, but I, I think you know, I don't know. <laughs> I think I it's good though that he's able to there. make his living basically on YouTube and not having to breed all the animals anymore. He makes his nut on YouTube, which is like you know, I think that's good for everyone. He doesn't have to breed as much anymore with the big shit well, and all that. I, stuff. I don't, I don't like how he 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 posted something about trying to get people to understand that snakes aren't something you need to be scared of. And then on an Instagram post, he's taking big pythons and he's running up to somebody that's scared of them and throwing it on them. I, what the fuck? Like, how do you, how do you say this? And then in the next video, you're, you're terrorizing somebody with the same animal that you're saying, don't be scared of. That's, you don't do shit like that, man. And and that's no good for the community. All you're doing is help further. Somebody be scared instead of, teaching them that there's really nothing to be afraid of that this snake won't hurt you and to learn about it and it's like he he's he's so high up where with his 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 reach he should do something positive and he doesn't you know he he had the the whole venom the venom hunters like you could have really done real shit with that and instead you made it look like the cool thing to do was you can get rich going out catching venomous snakes and, and then sell selling them. His YouTube videos and even watch Discovery Channel anyway. Like no one watches that kind of shit anymore. So it's like you're wasting your time if you're trying to get like T V famous. Yeah, he no just T V famous anymore because Oh it's just not a big More problem. power to him. He, he do do he can do him whatever he wants to do. I don't really give a shit. Okay, I know y'all could do a whole podcast about BHB, but someone asked about permits for snakes in Texas and specifically Mexican black kings. You don't need permits for constrictors. You just need it for basically the big five. Anything on the Lacey Act and venomous, and you can get your permit for twenty dollars at Walmart. So your your colubrid, you will be fine unless you're breeding and selling. So he he asked, what about breeding and selling? Breeding and selling, you need a permit. Yeah, it's like 
I think it's a, oh, don't give me the line. It, it's, it's whatever the other permit is to sell them, but it's like 60 bucks, I think. Yeah. And then it's for just a, just to have a keeping permit. It's like 20 bucks and you can get it at Walmart in the hunting section. Pots or for all things? All. For all. You just go in there. It's just like where you get. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) (laughs) 20 bucks. I mean. 20 bucks come on you pay taxes and what it does is (laughs) what it does is it just saves you the hassle in case somebody comes over i mean that's all it really is unless you're going to sell them you need it for let's say you you sell it online there's a lot of people that like to snitch about shit like that in some of these groups so have your shit ready just in case because if game warden whatever comes to your house you need to be able to prove that your shit was legit Mm -hmm. because there's some there's some Fucking snitches out there. <laughs> yay, yay. <laughs> snitches get fucking stitches. <laughs> and left in ditches, bitches. <laughs> started asking about Jockers. Oh, I mean, I don't want... That's just you personally. About what? I told him I don't even want to get started on the mic. I hate her. Jocker's jungle. That... Bitch who deleted the comment who called it an emerald tree python. She's not a bitch. She's a nice lady who tries her best. God damn it. Hold up, hold up. Melissa's turning up. No, <laughs> they said that earlier. I don't. You can't to. talk shit. How dare you? I just yes, you can. You can't get on here and try to act like you know shit and then call your snake Queenie. And but you don't know shit and you make some videos. That's why I'm not on here making videos talking shit. I don't do it. I don't know shit. Don't get in here like a five-year-old and calling your corn snake queenie and all this dumb shit but try to act like you're real and call yeah. it an emerald tree python like you're not real okay well now that you said what you had <laughs> to say you know there was a there was a post on colubrid crazy Yo, shit just got real in that, here <laughs> damn it's hot it said, in here man Fuck. it said post your pictures of your snakes with hats on and uh, then I, I just gangster. posted the gif of someone shooting themselves <laughs> oh in the face God. on the thing. And then someone, this girl was like, okay. Well, it's like, listen, twat. If you're putting Damn. hats on your fucking snake, you troll bitch, fucking <laughs> like do something with your time, please. Look, here's the funniest Draw thing I just them, saw. Color them. Just Melissa just got them. really lit. Joe's like, calm down. <laughs> then Joe gets lit. Melissa's like, calm down. <laughs> I'm over here like. <laughs> Get lit! No, I'm just kidding. This is funny though. Oh, that's uh, that's, uh, that's Shannon Hammer. That's an old picture. I think that's Shannon Hammer. It translates real good to that webcam. <laughs> there you go. I hate that. What? I don't know anything about that. But I mean, she does her best. Yeah, yeah. If you if you have tribal tattoos and are shirtless and have a snake in your hand, you might possibly be a tool. I don't know. (laughs) And ripped jeans. He has ripped jeans too. Yeah. Yo, what's up? Well, on no, that? but you you talk about a guy like that. What's but you up see on the, the cooler though? Is it for sale? It's a new incubator. Yeah, those make yeah. great incubators. If anybody in Dallas area knows where I can find one. <laughs> yeah, that's my old high school picture. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but I mean, you you see those girls who have those pictures with, oh my god, he likes going in my boobs, and yeah, it's a picture of your fat tits, you fat bitch. Get the fuck out of here with your <laughs> your nasty hangers with a ball python in it. Get out of here. No one wants that. I don't know. I don't know who she is. Yeah. <laughs> I just know of the the emerald tree. Po- and then and then you go through and it's like carpet cartel like that. Some titty. No, I'm just kidding. No, I've never right. seen that. But we she looks sometimes. I don't look at who likes um the like I don't there's like something on Instagram where you can see who all your friends are liking and you'll see like like snake people who are popular liking some very interesting stuff. <laughs> we like what we like. <laughs> I mean if you flip through my Instagram, you're gonna see a whole lot of frogs, snakes, mainly green trees. The occasional girl from a lot MTV. of sunsets. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. We as hey, I'm a fan of Are You the One. I don't give a shit. I watch that shit on the MTV. I love it. Yeah, but my girl Didi, hey Team Didi. Oh, I love Didi. I'm already friends with her. We talking to her. Wait, is she like a repeat or is this like no? A new... It's a new season. This like new ago. season. So it just started and you're already mm-hmm. friends with this. Random female, Didi, Team Didi all the way. And then I love my girl Shannon. If y'all don't know Shannon, she's badass and Cass. Shannon and Cass. What are your thoughts on tickling parrots? Because fucking Josser does that. On what? I have no idea what you're talking about. Tickling parrots. Look, why don't you? I just deep fry them off. I don't know. I don't. I don't do nothing with birds. Her parents. Her parents. That's her parents. so That's creepy. That's so much worse. Hey, mom. Tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Come on down, daddy. Tickle, tickle, tickle. I know she's foreign, but that's a little weird. I don't, I don't know shit about birds. I, I can tell you how to clean one and cook one. Well, not really clean it, but I can tell you how to cook it. Tickle it. Deep fry. Weird. Makes it tender. I mean, I think those parrots live for fucking ever, and they get really attached to shit. I just think she has a lot of animals very quickly, and she's I don't a savanna know. monitor. Yeah, I mean, in order to keep a savanna monitor, you need to know some shit. And most people, <laughs> they cost tickle, twenty-five tickle, tickle. bucks. <laughs> he said, "Make that a shirt." <laughs> tickle, tickle, tickle. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the video now. See, he said my face and saying, "Hey, mom, tickle, tickle, tickle." <laughs> Uh, who cares about your why, homework? Why, why she, she's always like the mom. She always kills the vibe. She's like, I mean, we okay, ate today. I'm hungry. Good. It's time for the show the to end. Go walk the dog. Do whatever you want. We're just trying to have fun. The the one podcast she wasn't here, me and Dave went like two and a half hours just because she wasn't And then it here. like turned off and then came back on and it was still on. I was like, damn, dude, it's like 10 o'clock. Y'all That's her going. like jamming on the keyboard or something. I don't know. <laughs> we were just now we get to really have fun without oh Martin here. Now you can double pad that yeah, fucking, yeah. fucking butt metal chair. Me. I think even my nuts went to sleep on this. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now the whole I don't even know what we're talking about. Oh, I don't know who Dylan is, but he said, "Way to go, Melissa." Now I'm hungry. Oh, dude, we had some pizza. She was good. Yeah, we decided to like eat before the podcast now and. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, I see people bullshit. getting upset that we fix to talk about food because I'm facing to make some gumbo here in the next couple of days. Yes, sir. That's going to be all over Instagram, Evan too. Evan cooks like a Cajun 
like a fat Cajun mom. <laughs> like, he cooks like fucking alligator and crawfish and all the other bullshit <coughs> creatures you wouldn't well, eat I, otherwise. I, I've actually got pictures, I think, on my Instagram of, uh, what was it, March when I did my crawfish boil. And, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, my nuts, what they did. <laughs> I'm about my nuts went to sleep because I was sitting there. Goddamn. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, the crawfish boil. Man, that shit is good. And actually, if anybody's in the Dallas area, not not necessarily Dallas area, if you're in Texas and you want to come out to Southern Carpet Fest, we are looking at uh, probably end of April, beginning of May. Probably that last week of April or that first week of May, whichever weekend is better, we will probably be having Southern Carpet Fest. It is not just about carpets. It's about passion for all snakes. Even if you don't like snakes, it's still fun to come out and learn. You see uh, Bill Stegall's collection. He's got a lot of balls, carpets, green trees, and a few other odds and ends, and, uh, you know, rough scales. He's got some He's got some nice stuff. And so I think we're going to actually do a crawfish boil this year. Last year we did fajitas, and uh, I think we're going to do crawfish this year, so it's going to be. Someone who I need, to ha- I need to have Howard on the show. He's Dude, I highly <laughs> recommend that. It's just, it's just hard but because. But he's got to be drunk. Get drunk, Howard, on the It's show. hard because oh um, we have so many Morelia people, even though I don't really keep – I only keep like a few jungles. But, like, the only people I know are Morelia people just because I don't know. Like, I guess Carpet Fest plus, like, I once you know one carpet person, you know the people they know. But, like, I know Ryan, but either than – I don't know. Yeah, and he's got retakes. But it's, it's, it doesn't even matter what you have. I mean, it's just so much fun. It's just a big get together. It's a big party, and it's been at Bill's house since we started. So probably the past three have been at Bill's, and uh, this this last one's going to be at Bill's. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do after that, but uh, we'll figure it out. But man, it's it's just a good time. You know, we do t-shirt orders. Austin Warwick that was on here, he actually designs our t-shirts. He does all the t-shirts. Great guy, and uh, it's just a good time, man. And I, a lot of people, I tell people they they. They come out, they get out there probably about noonish, one, two o'clock, and they they typically leave about you know five, six. They stay a couple hours. I highly recommend staying till the crowd thins out. Once it hits roughly midnight, it turns into a whole nother atmosphere. I mean, people are drunk. The fucking what were they playing cornhole? It just it turns up, man. It gets so <laughs> much fun, and it just you find out about. Your buddy Jeff being <laughs> in foursomes with dudes and weird shit. I don't know. <laughs> shit was going down in the hot tub. While you're in a beef stew in the hot tub for six yeah, hours. That was, yeah, that was, that, was, that was fun, man. But, yeah, I mean, you guys. I mean, that's really where, like, you're on this Facebook bullshit and everyone's shitting on each other and, like, being dicks. <laughs> and then once you're in person, all that stuff just goes away. It and does, and it, it's, it's a good time. Like I said, you know, there's – I don't think – I'm not saying drama doesn't happen. I'm just saying it's never happened at our carpet vest. You know, there's not been any issues where we had to tell people to leave, nothing like that. It's just a great time, and, I mean, it's just a big party, and everybody has a good time. And like I said, you can follow me at, at Carpet Cartel on Instagram or Carpet Cartel on Facebook. And there's also a Southern Carpet Fest I think it's Southern Carpet Fest 2017 page. And if you follow that, I update that with info. So once we get the date set for sure, of course, it'll be plastered everywhere. 
and let y'all know and come out, man. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, like one of the dudes said he's only like 20, 20 miles away or something from, from Dallas, so he must be decently close. But, I mean, you just get to see a collection of, I mean, the sickness. Oh, sickness. Just like chondros and different morelia and i'll tell you right now sickness sickness is badass and for y'all that don't know sickness is a chondro owned by bill steagle that he produced sickness is is one of the baddest chondros i've ever seen but that is not my favorite chondro he has i really i really like lucky charms and i really like uh that blue the gems the not the female but the the male to that pairing that he just paired with his blue female cyclops that Jim's male, oh man, I just that blue and green just does it for me. But yeah, sickness is something special. He has like rough scales too, though, and bloods and all types of shit. Plus, there's really not anywhere else where you can get that real, you know, see like a good collection. Like, yeah, I, I'm not fixing to have like no carp fest in my house. You come over and look at my eight snakes. <laughs> You know, oh, let's check out my collection. I got a total of like 12, actually. I think I got 12 snakes. Yeah, he's definitely got stuff to pick through and stuff for everyone as far as like he's got balls even and stuff like that. 13. But um, so actual gaming said, does anyone know Alan Frisco Plano? I used to live in the colony, so I was like right up in Frisco and Plano. I was right on the border of Frisco and Plano. I don't fuck with that area. But uh, yeah, now that I'm down here in Dallas, I don't go north for dick. <laughs> I might go to Arlington or something for any about RBC. It. That's about it. Or uh, Lone Star. Otherwise, I try not to go north because then you got to fuck with fucking Midway or the Tollway or some shit that I don't want to fuck with. But yeah, Allen is pretty damn close. I mean, in comparison to the scope of fucking everyone else, right you know, central. people in Germany, you're a lot closer. But, but yeah, it's not too far. Yeah, y'all need to get some dart frogs in your life. I'm telling you, you need some I don't, dart frogs. I mean, for me, like once I once I hunker down, I either want like a fish tank. Or I, I a, guess that makes sense because y'all are talking about moving. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I definitely don't want to move with frogs and stuff. Yeah. It's easy it's enough be, to move with some snakes. You don't need to move with that green tree either. It'll stress real bad. Leave it here. I I went from Colorado to New York with the green tree, and it got out, and it was just. It was just hanging on top of the tub, and there was a pine snake got out, too, and eh, it was all right. I mean, that's what the people say, that they're very sensitive, but I mean, I don't, like, I moved with them twice, man, from from New York to Colorado and Colorado to Texas. I was just being cognizant, just being a decent human and keeping them at a room temperature, you know, like, not anything crazy. I'm determined to try to get this green tree off of him. I've been asking him all day. I was like, hey, if you ever want to sell it, let me know. Like I said, everyone's got a price. Yep. It just may I'm a, be I'm higher a, than... I'm a green tree <laughs> person. I see him, I'm always trying to get him. I can't help it. <laughs> I I'm going to trade him a retake. I love the green tree, but that will probably probably be my only green tree unless I go really balls deep and I get a fucking one of those canary Kofi house. Fucking... Those, if you guys don't know what those are, completely yellow, like canary yellow fucking green tree. It's like, imagine that baby color, but it just keeps like kind of a softish yellow color in comparison to that. Fucking amazing. And it's stupid because green is like probably the most, the best looking snake you can have. But once you get used to looking at all the green trees, you're like, oh, these 
the Beox get old, the green ones get old, and then you, I don't know. Once you see them, man, you're like, oh, everyone's got these black specked ones now. To and, me, they're yeah. just they're just so I don't know. I don't even care. Like even when they're drab green, bright green, blue, I love them. I I could never get tired of them. Like I, I've had other snakes where I've gotten tired of. It's just oh, I'm gonna do this with them, and then I have them. I'm looking at them like I don't even uh-huh. want to work with you no more. And I've always been, what did Bill call me? He called me a restless keeper because I would have this idea of I want to breed these and get ready to do all this. And I would buy a bunch of them. And it was just like one day, it's just like I'm looking at them and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do these anymore. Like they're not nothing special for me. That's not doing nothing for me. And chondros have never, I mean, it's always from the jump just been like chondro. Just, I got the fever and it never went away. But I mean, with most snakes, I love my carpets and I love chondros. Yeah, but most of the stuff is just kind of like, eh. like ball pythons. Mm-hmm. I, I it was like a quick spurt and then it was over. It's like, yeah, yeah, ball pythons. Oh, I can make this. I can make this. I don't want to fuck with these snakes anymore. You know what I mean? For just for like, some reason, it's like ball pythons are easy, but they're their own type of easy. Like, if I have a bunch of ball pythons, then they're easy. But if I'm keeping a green tree, a carpet a fucking hog nose, all this stuff, then it's like, that's just another different type of way of keeping that I have to keep up with. I mean, they're easy. Once you keep one of them, you can keep a hundred of them. But I mean, it's a matter of fucking, it's just a different way of keeping. Same with, I feel that way with green trees. I mean, if I'm going to have green trees, then I'm going to have mostly green trees. Cause I could set something up, man, where it's like, perfect for green trees see that's what i that's what i really want is like a i want a collection of about 20 25 animals that's it once i hit that mark uh, i'm done keeping then i i think i'm gonna try to breed like i want to get what i want now and start raising it up having it and then within five years you know i'm looking at starting to breed so within that five years i want to be able to buy all my caging buy the animals i want and just sit back you know, let them do it. But I mean, that's kind of what you, what you have to. Do. I mean, there's not many people consistently producing. You know, there's Bill and Buddy and Ian. Ian, I mean, Ian well, has killed it. But he said that the year before he actually didn't do very well, but he killed it this year. And I mean, I think more people are starting. But to that's produce. more consistent than anyone else. But I think there, I think there's a, I think more people are starting to produce. But you're seeing a lot of the high dollar stuff. More so than like locale specific, which is, you know, that's still great. Like I love to see three, four thousand dollar snakes because usually they look fucking phenomenal, you know, and it's just I there. Some people could never see themselves spending five grand on a snake. At some point in my life, I want to be able to say I bought this snake for five grand because that snake is probably going to be like the most phenomenal snake I've ever bought. And the motherfucker better outlive me for five grand, you know, but (laughs) I, I just can't wait. I hope it happens. You know, right now I'm just trying my hardest just to get a little blue line. That's oh. for me. It's like, I feel like you get that snake and then you kind of forget that it's any different than any of the other snakes. So it's like, I have the palmetto, but I forget that this, like that snake, most of my collections riding on th- those two snakes, you know, like in comparison to my whole collection, everything could go and I could still be good if I just have my palmettos left. But it's like fucking I just see them as regular corn snakes now, but I'm seeing this uh D Python says that he saw Carpet Fest in the the Pennsylvania Pennsylvania 
area actually they are the original carpet fest that is the northeast carpet fest that is ran by eric and owen who do the morelia python radio and basically you can contact them whenever they have their next carpet fest if you want to go and just contact eric and talk to them and let them know hey i'm interested in attending and stuff like that and they're, they're usually pretty good you meet you know you'll meet probably howard Bill, Bill usually goes. I'm trying to go. If we could go, we year. would all go to yeah. that one. 2018, I plan on. I, I'm trying to make three different carpet fests for 2018. I'm trying to go to Southeast in February. I put together uh, Southern Carpet Fest down here with Bill, and then I want to go to the original OG in Pennsylvania. And so, I want to make those. Well, I want to make two of them. I know for I mean, sure. I'll there's enough Southern. of them where you're close to something. So, but Unless yeah, you live in fucking Kansas. I, I I highly suggest trying to go. It's such a great time. And yeah. I mean, if you got a two hundred dollar for a budget on a green tree, don't do it. Yeah, I like mean, you want to start, just start somewhere else, and then once you get to the level where, I mean, you're gonna have more experience keeping snakes, you're gonna have more money. You know, I know Valiant Faint is like a younger kid, you know, in his teens or something, I wouldn't have anything more than $200 to spend. And I didn't. And all I had was a corn snake, you know, like, I mean, that's, yeah, that is not the snake to get as like a, a, uh, and you're going through so many transitions as like a kid, like you're going <laughs> like like to go to college snake, that is or not. not. It. Yeah. So if you only have a certain amount of money, like a lot of people think you get a certain amount of money and then you can buy the snake. And then you're cool. But really, it's you get a certain amount of money. You got to buy everything for the snake. You still got to buy food. You got to maintain the snake. So, I mean, all the time, I have people, like, trying to go crazy on there you go me down on prices. But He said, I'll buy a damn green tree and then get pissed at it and donate it to Evan. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I mean, yeah, there you go. They're great, man. They, I mean, they you'll really see. Are. I mean, a lot of people really get frustrated, though, about. I, I think they do because I, I think a lot of the frustration comes from you you probably bought it for $200 from one of these big name flesh peddlers at, at an expo. How dare you? You know, and then it just, you know, it's an import. They don't tell you it needs to go to the vet. They don't tell you it's probably got parasites. Why would they? They're trying to make a quick sale, make that quick buck. So they're not going to tell you that. And so you buy this snake, you get it home, and all of a sudden it's grounding itself which is when they leave the perch and they lay on the ground or you know you just start to see bumps on it it's also not you eating. don't have it in a setup that's appropriate for that it. too and most of the time they're not going to tell you exactly what it needs they're not going to take that time at an expo to explain every aspect of a green tree they're just not they're like buy it so i can make this money so i can move on to this next sale and make this money that's what they do you know now there are some guys out there that take the time to talk to you and I'm not saying all green trees at expos are bad, but it's like 90% of them, you know. But <laughs> you, you'll you'll f sometimes find some of the good guys at some of the shows. Usually Tinley. Tinley is a good place. Just started, though, because they didn't have green trees there pretty much until this year. Until, like, I went up there. It was still only wholesale animals, like, three years ago or so because – it's not worth it for a lot of the big chondro breeders because they could sell online to people who are knowledgeable and you know, yep. they don't, they're not desperate to sell any snakes. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. Cause, I, cause the, I've bought green trees at expos, but I, again, I've done my research. So to me, buying an import is 
nothing because it's I know what I'm getting task. into. You know, it's not like, oh, what's wrong with this snake? Why is it? I know exactly what to do. You bite, you take it to the vet. You know, it's that simple. I don't I don't think imports are as terrible as people think they are. Oh, but also you just need to know what you're doing with them. I mean, you need, to, you need to have a base of knowledge in the snake in the first place, you know, to not fuck it up. Man, it starts to smell good in here. What the fuck y'all yeah, got going on? Yeah, I don't know what she's making. <laughs> we, we just ate, and I'm sitting over here like, I'm getting <laughs> hungry again. What the fuck is going but on? Yeah, everyone's saying how much they love green trees. Oh, they're great, man. Like, they're just so... They're not corns and balls where you can pick them up and handle I mean, yeah. you can, but I just don't. I don't handle my snakes unless absolutely necessary. If I'm taking pictures of them, any of my pictures, you see, I've usually pulled them out on the perch and then set the perch down and I'll take a hook and just kind of tap them and move them around to where I want. I don't pick them up. To me, Even there's no need for Even though my green tree's tame, I'll just, I'll just leave it alone just because, you know, it doesn't bring me any extra joy to hold it in comparison to, you know, letting it be and making sure. If I hold, like today, I changed my green tree's water, so I took them off the perch and, like, was holding them by the perch for a little bit while I changed his water. He didn't eat, so I was like, fuck, man. So it's like once once he gets out of the mode, like I'll open up the tub and I hold him. He gets out of feeding mode. I put him back for 24 hours. He doesn't want to eat. Unlike a corn snake, I could hold them and feed him at the same time. But for whatever reason, my green trees, he has an on and off switch, and he'll reset in 48 hours, 24 to 48 hours, and he'll want to eat again. But like just because I held him by the perch and, and he that, saw me That today. makes a lot He's of like, sense nah. because my Jaya female is like that. Like when I'm cleaning her enclosure, I'll go in and she, she you know, does that little head jerk where she's coming to uh-huh. check it out. And she's like, oh, it's not food. And I'll generally tap her with a hook and then she'll just hide her head. Yeah. And then for the next probably 24, 48 hours, she stays like that. She yeah. doesn't, even if I open the enclosure, she, she doesn't sit up. She response. doesn't. And then all of a sudden I'll go in there a couple days later and then you see that head there down. And you see her as soon as you walk by, her head starts moving real fast. Uh, she's on it. That's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, they do. Yeah, do that. I see mine has like a reset, you know, after a certain. Yeah, not all of them. I, not all of them are like that. Some of them I can yeah. mess well, with. You guys, those biocs. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, that one got me the other night too. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that's definitely a, a miss um, representation as far as that they're mean. I mean, you guys these yeah, captive born not. and bred ones, man. They're and like, I, mine's it's, pretty tame. It's, most green trees can be a little pissy, but I'm, overall you're starting to see more and more of them pretty docile. But when it comes to localities and attitudes, I think Biox as a, as a large majority, especially the Walcott stuff is a little bit nippier than everything else. But to me, it doesn't matter because I've noticed the meaner they are, the, the more aggressive or defensive they are, the better they eat. You know, the better moms they make. You can also make. tell exactly what's going on. Like, I swear my olive python was 100% tame. And the other day I brought her out and I was like, you know, I haven't just held her really much ever. Because I, I know she's tame and I'll hold her and I'll be like, this is the snake that I trust the most with like anyone. And then I had her and I was like sitting down on the chair. I was doing some work on the computer. And then I like, I put my hand in front of her for her to crawl on it and she fucking bit me. And I was just like, you can't, you can't trust these fucking snakes. Yeah, if you're looking for carpets, man, you know, depending on uh, Howard Redding is a great guy. Uh, who's got babies right now? Andrew Paris, Eric Burke, Owen McIntyre. Go on. There's just, a ton of um, carpet folks. The carpet python classifies. I don't know what the what the good group is right now. Honestly, I haven't. Had there's a, a bunch of them. 
or bought carpets in a while. But I mean, if you have a question on who to buy from, I'd just go to to Morelia Pyth- uh, Morelia Pick of the Week or the Python Radio page, either one of those, and just ask. Uh, there's also like review groups, which are very good at seeing who to buy from and who to stay away from. Uh, I actually uh, run the uh, Good Guy, Bad Guy, Exotics review group. And so come join. And there's a lot of, we've been getting a lot more positive posts lately, which is really good. Instead of a lot of, oh, I had this bad experience, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot, it's been a lot of good posts lately. So I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, the bad guys, just since the advent of the fucking internet, have just slowly been fading away into the fucking darkness. Yeah, you still get your shitheads, but, yeah, you know, the scammers and stuff like that, but, yeah. They got exposed pretty quickly at this point. And there's so many FBI feedback groups and all those kind of review groups. Mm-hmm. They're exposing them. And yeah. so it's, you know, that hurts your business if you're a shitty person and trying to make a quick buck on somebody else you're gonna get found out there's some assholes lily pad was asking about dwarf retics i don't know a crazy amount about it but i don't think people know exactly everything there is to know ryan would know more but i mean she was asking how big dwarfs get and i mean there's just different island localities from what i understand yeah and there's no telling i know within that is exactly what she said is pretty much right that's exactly what ryan told me I have a 50%, I think it's cellular or sea layer. I'm not sure how to say it, but it's a golden child retic. And so she's 50% dwarf. And so she's, I, he told me, you know, she won't get that big. She'll, she'll, she'll probably hit 12, 13 feet. And that's about it. She's not going to be a 20 foot monster or nothing like that. But uh, yeah, the more dwarf blood, the smaller they're going to be. Now I've seen some people say they had, adult females that laid eggs and they were like six feet i've heard that i've never seen that so i don't know how true that really is i mean a six foot retic would be pretty badass full grown it's carpet it, it's yeah it's a carpet that'd be pretty cool but i don't know i mean and i think it's hard to um i don't think many people are documenting it correctly as far as they're they're after all the mutations so it's like Things get mixed together. Things may have come originally from the dwarf localities, but I think they've all been bred at some point. So you get all these like 66% dwarf and stuff, and I'm not sure how that all shakes out. I have no idea when yeah. it comes to all that. I don't know about too much about that. And the then like there's super dwarves and regular dwarves and like... <laughs> like you said, the island locales that are smaller than others. Yeah, but I don't think none of that stuff is down exactly, but... I mean, it's just like, at the end of the day, I mean, with some of these corns, there's like Sunglow Amels, even though it's just a line-bred Amel, but what do you consider a Sunglow and a regular Amel? It's just all under um, the keeper. It's up to the keeper what to name it and stuff, and I don't really like stuff like that. Like an extreme Okati is just... What there's makes a, there's a lot of morphs and corn snakes. I didn't even realize there was so many morphs. But a lot of them snakes. are line bred and like half uh, not very um, palpable as far as like knowing what the difference between kind of like, you know, like crested geckos. They don't have any real mutations. <laughs> Why do they just do these keep coming up today? For they, got, they just have literal variations. If you guys don't know, Evan had a crested gecko dream. Yeah, I had some had a weird ass dream. dream. <laughs> yeah, squirt, squirt. I had this weird ass dream about fucking crested geckos. And now 
I was telling him, I was like, last night I was on YouTube and looking at a, like how to build a vivarium, like different vivarium builds and stuff. And this one girl, I guess she, she kept Cresties or was building it for Cresties. I don't remember, but it was the last video I watched before I went to sleep. It's like three o'clock in the morning. Next thing I know, I wake up laughing because I was dreaming about fucking crested geckos. And so today, it's like everywhere I turn, looking at anything, I just keep seeing crested geckos everywhere. And like one of the first things I told you when I was coming over, I was like, yeah, I was talking to some people. I'm probably going to have some uh, crested gecko guy come over. You're like, crested geckos? Like, that's that's your thing now, so. Uh, you don't know? Crusties are fun. <laughs> I mean, crested, have you ever held one of those things? They'll just fucking jump wherever, and they're like half retarded on what they want to do with their lives but i mean just so much more work than things that don't have legs but i mean they're i mean you keep them room temperature and they breed just hanging out yeah cows are the 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 next big thing for right now everybody and their brother's mother's uncle's dog wants a cow retake (laughs) i mean it's basically a very similar mutation to yeah gcs are awesome GCs are badass. That to me, I I don't like retics. I'm not a retic. I shouldn't say I don't like them, but yeah, I'm not. Fuck out I'm not here. a retic person at all. Like I I just there's some pretty ones. They are pretty. I, they're just not for me. But I own two golden childs. I have a male and a female. That's the only morph I've ever like. When I saw it, it just took my breath away. The first time I ever saw one was uh, actually that dick face Bob Clark. And I was holding it. He put it in my hands. This is right when they first started coming out. So this snake, I'm like checking this golden shot out. I'm like, this is so badass. Look at the iridescence. It's so crazy looking. How much is it? And this man told me $25,000. And I was like, well, here's your snake back. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I don't want to drop this motherfucker. Have you ever heard of a water python? But, there you go. Yeah. And, they're, <laughs> and white lips, they're the same way. All that iridescence, and it's almost the same That's color. That's what gets me sometimes, man. There can be like a $50,000 morph that looks exactly like another snake. Then just be like... But I think what it is, is it, it's breeding aspect. It's yeah. buy it at this price so you can make bunches of them yeah. and sell it for triple that. You know? That's all. That's but why it, that but snake But if you look at it objectively as if you weren't in the reptile hobby and it's like, what's cooler, a golden child retic or a white lip? You might be white lip, but I mean, and that just deal. That, and if you look at the preference. price, you know, but yeah, it's all preference. But I mean, people just get way too carried away with a ball python that looks like a, you know, something else. <laughs> well, shit. Hey, I got that. Uh, I actually posted my female, the one I was just talking about. The she's half cellular dwarf, and then or cellular blood or whatever. She's fifty <laughs> percent. She's a twenty seventeen. She's about four feet long. And she is het for purple. So she, she's a nice little snake, man. Check her out. I got her for sale just for a limited time. Um, she's not staying for sale. She doesn't sell within the next two weeks. She ain't going nowhere. I mean, what are you going to do when you have just a lone male anyway if you sold her? Just keep it as a pet. Yeah. I mean, that that's all I really planned on doing with her. And then he's like, oh, I got these eggs that are hatched. There should be some golden child males there. And I'm like, nah. I just don't feel right. But you have having that, a snake without another one. Like you have that just, inclination to to pair everything. I do. Yeah. It just I I feel so like I. I can't I can't own something like to be honest. You, you gave me the little corn snake and I've got him at home and I was looking at him the other day and I was like fuck he's gonna need 
he's gonna need something a friend like i was just staring at it like it's gonna need a fucking but it's friend. like it's a corn snake do you really need a, a pair of corn snakes i just but, I mean, feel like they're chilling there anyway <laughs> i feel like i gotta do noah's fucking art yeah yeah i mean i need fucking i need a male olive and a male water python i have two females that are you know getting up in size you know i thought i was going to get one within a year or so and you know have a pair and do all right but i get too fucking distracted and then i just end up with females but most of the females luckily have ended up to be males anyway so you know whatever <laughs> yeah you, you have had a lot of them turn into males all of a sudden <laughs> yeah <laughs> no uh man pm me you can dm me on on a uh, instagram or you know, hit me up on Carpet Cartel. Oh, so like he's actually in DFW area. Yeah, so. he's. I think he said he was in Allen. Yeah. But yeah, man, hit me up and you know, figure something out. I mean, it's not cheap. I ain't even trying to lie to you. If, if you can't, if you want a budget, she's probably out of your budget. So yeah, don't waste my time or yours. But I mean. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a yeah. retake's not something you're going to keep in your dorm room. <laughs> yeah, true story. yeah. I mean, there are those things where you might be able to get away with it, but a retake really isn't one of those. True story. A retake really isn't one of the. I mean, if you're on any type of a budget, you're going to go through three cage sizes in Sides, two years. Man. or College is overrated. No, I'm just kidding. That's true. It costs way too much, man. You're going to go out with these loans that you can't, like... <laughs> Damn. You're gonna end up with hey, these loans that you mom can't. Mom just got on her ass for that. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be a doctor, go to college. If you want to fucking own your own business or do something, don't go to college, man. That's it. You're just gonna go in debt. You're yeah, you're, you're going to school to learn to make, make money, sure, just to go in debt. Make sure that you school. get out of school with a job that's gonna pay you back that debt. Otherwise, just become a welder or something, man. You're gonna, all my friends who Dude, are welders like, make great money. All my friends. If I knew how to are, weld, I'd be all on it. All my friends who are doing well, like all my friends who went to college, they all have like sales jobs and stuff where they're making like 30 grand a year. And then my friends who went to like duct work or something make like 70 grand or something, you know, like the people who do these blue collar jobs yeah, have just, made out just, a lot hey, better send me, than my send me a, college. Send me, are, are you actual gaming on Instagram? You send it to me. I'll accept it. I just get a lot of weird stuff sometimes on Instagram and these weird people that when you kind of look at their page, they have nothing to do with snakes. So I'm like, who the fuck is this? I mean, absolutely nothing. No snake pictures, no nothing anywhere. You look catfishable. So, yeah. So I kind of sometimes don't. <laughs> I get weird messages from people who mean to message me. I mean, like I, I don't mind talking to people. Like I'll talk to everyone, but I mean, I got this, I had to block someone on Facebook. Some, uh, some dude was really? talking about how can he get his corn snake to stop going in his pants and, he farted on his corn snake and all this weird shit. What I was like, this fuck? is this conversation's over, man. <laughs> Dude, that, I could, no. I'd have to keep that going. And this, no, no, this was like 50 messages. I am, I am paraphrasing a lot. It was a lot weirder than even what I just said, man. But I was like, if, if for me to block you, you'd have to be real weird. Just, uh, yeah, me. I'll talk. Just to send anyone. me the request. I'll get it. Yeah. Well, that, that was like the other day. Yeah. That was, what group was it? It was like Southeast. Texas snake identification and they, they somebody was saying something and I, I said something about people are shitty I think they killed a snake or something and I was like people are just shitty so one of these admins comes in there and is like you need to watch your language and I just put lol 
And then he was like, I'm serious. You you don't want to play around. People are poopy. Like that. And then I was like laughing my ass off. You know what I mean? And I was like, you know what? And I wasn't that. So I was like, I'll just excuse myself from this group. And so I did. That's all I did. I just excused I myself from the group. I can't be on those ID groups anymore because well, all it is is just, dead snakes. Yeah. Well, he messaged me and took the time out to message me and was like, you know, that was blah, 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 and we don't need people like you and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I told him flat out, I was like, kill yourself, bro. Like, this shit wasn't that crucial. Like, all I did was remove myself. I didn't call your names. I didn't make a big scene about it. I just removed myself. But now you messaged me. And want to fuck with me so i was like all right kill yourself you know like seriously <laughs> fucking die that's you a, know like that's shit. a jump there, so my bro. wife was like you know what the fuck i'm like man fuck it's him. a little Drink, uncalled go for chug it. some bleach I don't yeah. shit. take a bath with a toaster i mean what the fuck dude was just out of nowhere like tripping like leave me the fuck alone dude yeah. it wasn't that crucial then he goes and makes a post in the group that he tagged me and it was like Evan, Andrew, Evan Browder won't be in here harassing nobody else. And I was like, I was never harassing nobody. I was saying people that kill snakes. Watch out for this Andrea girl. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking stupid people, man. People are stupid. But, I mean, it's just those, those groups are just way too much. Just... And it's just like, if you already posted the picture of the snake decapitated, does it really matter what it is? Because that's all that all those groups are. See, that's another thing. He said he, he literally has no pictures on Instagram. But you send requests, so it's like it looks kind of like a scam. Like, throw up some pictures because <laughs> it looks like you have you have no pictures on Instagram, but you're requesting to follow people. It's like, there's, mm. a lot of, there's a lot of ghosts out there yeah. like that. Yeah, and it's I mean. Weird. Or, you know, you a lot of the snake guys just have snakes and stuff on their Instagram. Like, you wouldn't know what, you know, a lot of these guys look like in person. And then you meet them and you're like, oh, you're that person who has, <laughs> you know, a snake as your profile picture or whatever. And, I mean, Instagram's all about pictures. Like, why are you going to have an Instagram <laughs> if you're not posting pictures? <laughs> that's like, that's, that's your the one whole job. point of Instagram. Yeah, or else you're not on Instagram. But anyway, I think we've gone long enough. Doses. I'm getting kind of hungry. Nah, nah. I just drank too much beer and I gotta, you know, calm down, slow my roll, and take a good nap or something. I guess I need a cigarette right about now. What do you? Oh yeah, if you're an addict, how do you go two and a half hours without a cigarette? Because I'm not an addict. That's a oh. good song. I haven't heard that in a while. Is that a? Yeah. Is that a song? How old are you? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah. You're too old. Damn, I just showed my age. Maybe it's because you're too old. Who remembers that song, I'm Not an Addict? By who? I don't fucking know. Google that shit. I don't know. Joe. She said Joe. J-O-W. Joe. Joe. Come on and eat, Joe. Do you have anything to put out there? You're fucking... Uh, not really. Carpet cartel uh, everywhere. Yeah, any if, if carpet cartel. If you're like Instagram at carpet cartel, Facebook carpet cartel, Azurius cartel. Uh, no. <laughs> I thought about going <laughs> Condro cartel for a minute, but uh, that would make so much also, more sense. Right. But I mean, you've gone too far at this yeah. point. It's just everybody knows it's carpet cartel. Yeah. Uh, also, Southern Carpet Fest. I think it's I think it's Southern Carpet Fest 2017. There's also like just a Southern Carpet 20. Fest page. Anything that says Southern Carpet Fest is probably me and Bill. So click on all of them, whatever. And any questions, stay up to date on the info that we'll be 
posting for Southern Carpet Fest. Hell yeah. Any other questions on green trees or whatever, I will answer the best of my knowledge. Don't post in a group, DM you'll me. get decapitated. Not necessarily. It's it's what it's I've like noticed. 50, 50 it's lately, more man. it's more about the people that do zero research, go out and buy a green tree, and then come in asking for help because they bought some shitty green tree without no research. I'll jump on your ass. Now, if you come in and it's like, hey, man, I've been thinking about this green tree. I kind of want to get it. What do I need to do to set it up? Oh, I'm going to be cool as shit and help you out. But some of you be like, that green shit, tree sucks dick. Yeah, you, you'll, see, you'll see a lot them. of people. And then we'll tell you, you know, look, if you're if you're one of those people that are like, I saw it at Petco and I really want to save it. It's dehydrated, You're not bitch. saving that snake. All you're doing is buying that snake so the next one can take its place. Don't support Petco. Pet smart, whoever with these green trees. Don't I supported them. them today by buying some anoles, which they're gonna replace with more anoles. I'm gonna buy to feed to my corn snakes. <laughs> and then I check out, and they're like, "Oh, these are so cute! Like, what are you gonna name it?" I'm like, "Food item one and food <laughs> item two <laughs> for my corn snakes that won't eat." Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. All right, folks. All right, PortCityPythons.com, PortCityPythons, Facebook, PortCityPythons, YouTube, from the ground up, you're fucking listening to it. Download it, listen to it, do whatever the fuck you want. We're going to see you later. Um, yeah, yeah. Checking out. <laughs> Suck a fat baby's balls. And fucking Shrek. I don't know. Later. Hey, mama, tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs>